Hide behind a tree with his radar and his right. buddies down the street. Yeah. And but then, of course, they're not on the highway doing that very much either. <laughs> on here, there's none on the highway yeah. here. There's just there's cameras cops. and that's it. There's cops on the highway sometimes, and I wonder, what are you actually doing? 160. <laughs> yeah, they're not there to stop you. I got my first ticket in 16 years. Wait, last. by a camera or by a person? Oh, by a motorcycle. <laughs> right in front of my house. Oh, it's doing just what? Camera ones, you can you turning no problem you turning he said it was illegal <gasps> I beg to differ <laughs> well, what did your ticket cost how much was it yeah. it was 70 bucks <gasps> and 50 is that lost my my, my, my tickets on for the camera like I've gotten two yeah. of them they were like 32,000 yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah those are good ones wow <laughs> those ones I get that's like nothing and if you pay <laughs> if you pay if you paid early you pay 37 oh, that was, yeah. 37 right. no points or you can come in and say it was me and you get two points and pay five bucks less and I'm okay I, uh, it's yeah. funny the other one's even an option it's just pay the five bucks more for no points no deductions whatever Man, yeah, it's a different system. Is that system. like a little bribery going on there? Isn't that like- That's why they have cameras. <laughs> you went, <gasps> but in Canada, a red light ticket's like 350 bucks. Yeah, Which- but that's what I mean. Like for my 30, my speeding 20 miles over or 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. km over yeah. or 32 and you did a U-turn and you got it, it seven. Was, it was illegal. That, that, if that's, uh, yeah, if but that me, driving, me driving 20 over is sure. illegal too. Uh, yeah, 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 but he's got to pay for the policeman's wage. He's on his motorcycle, oh, is that gas. Really how, it, how it works? Well, the cameras are clicking all day long. They they don't have to be seventy bucks. I mean, the government oh, would be overflowing. Right. It, the coffers would be overflowing. It uh, <laughs> it went down to sixty five because I paid it early. <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, I you know I just come from Costco and I bought the uh, bought a turkey for Christmas. You gave it to? No, no, yeah. No. <laughs> That's I would have, I would have held on to that thing. You can have a ticket or the turkey. Give me the ticket. Here's, <laughs> a, got, here's a BBQ turkey. Yeah. No, it was, it was a couple of weeks ago. It was a hundred bucks, and I right, went and I right. bought that last one, and it was thirty five. <gasps> but then I got the ticket, so it's we're, oh we're just, no! everything balanced <laughs> out. Yeah, we. It's uh, a wash. Oh, everything no. broke even. So balanced out. What yeah, I was looking at turkey because someone asked you to make one, and I was like. Do you know how much this is going to cost? Oh, and they yeah. were shocked and they canceled the order. Oh, I was for like, sure. yeah, I was surprised you even asked me. Like, yeah, yeah. but uh, you must know some people on the base, yeah? Or on a couple of the bases? Yeah, but um, that for me to actually go to the base, you yeah. know, it's an hour and a half drive to Yonkai. Uh, yeah. So you figure the time and the gas, the cost is yeah. going back up. Yeah. We were at, uh, I was at one of, an engineer's house here, the last guest we had on here. And there's a bunch of engineers and stuff, and she got theirs from the base in Daegu. Mm-hmm. She got two eight-kilo butter balls. And, uh, oh, mine's a Thailand like 20, 20, 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. And like, Costco's 120, then it goes like to it. 60, then it goes yeah. to 40, and then, and now it's, he gets the last one, and then they start going up again in two weeks. They'll oh, come Christmas. back for Christmas turkeys. Oh. And then they start at 120 but if you want to have a New Year's turkey, it's only 25 bucks. <laughs> I should get one so. then. I have the freezer space now. Can well, I ask brilliant. why we need this many pens? Well, uh, there's a good story behind that. Because okay. every time... <laughs> we, we every time... We, listen. Uh, last thing. I had, there, there was about 30 pens here, and every time we recorded, one mysteriously ended up in his pocket as he left. Oh. Well, you should take one. But... And, I, and I called him out, and then he brought them all back. Oh. <laughs> 
plus and plus some. So Nate's plus and three. Sometimes they don't work and whatever. <laughs> okay. Oh, very nice. Okay, ready? <clears throat> oh, that was my voice. Is this for us? Yeah, I made that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Really? Here, yeah. pick your favorite color. <laughs> Here I go. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, does this smell good? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Some simultaneous smell. Thank you, that's so sweet. Cool, huh? Yeah. Is that your right. business? Oh, no. Hobby? Yeah. Hobby. Future, and, and future entrepreneur? Like Sugar Mama? It used to be Mama's Binu. It used to be Mama's Binu, yeah. She Binu? moved back. Binu, Binu, soap. Binu soap. Oh, Korean. Yeah. She moved so back bad. to Canada and he became Papa's Binu. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> we do it at little markets and stuff around here, oh, but nothing uh, nothing crazy. So does that, mean you're, does that mean you're on hand market online? No, not not, uh, that not that big yet. Yet, yet. We're gonna yet. take over the soap world. <laughs> Fight club. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of This Korean Life, number one ten, featuring Christine Che Misun Panel and Misong. Yes, nice to meet you guys. You had a, a little bit of a rough ride on the way here, but we made it. Desserts unaffected. Eh? A three-car pileup. Four. <laughs> oh, four-car four pileup. It's, and, it's all uh, part of the adventure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, the desserts made it. That's uh, that's amazing. Very happy to have you. Um, you guys came all the way down from Seoul. Uh, and you had some deliveries in Busan. You're, you're busy. Busy, 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 yeah? It's wonderful. And you, Yeah, absolutely. And you made uh, cut some time out for us here on a Sunday morning to come and uh, come and hang out and tell uh, and tell the story. Uh, I know Nate's, say, you guys opened in August, I believe? As a store, we opened in August. As a store, you opened in August, okay. What we've was been before doing, that? We've been doing online orders since uh, last October. Ah, okay, okay, okay. But even before last October... Yeah, Nate's been you, talking about you, you had for a year. Facebook on fire there with all your free giveaways and stuff, and yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I wish I lived in Seoul because like I'd go get a piece of that cake. Or she's like, come stop by here, come stop by there, and I thought, what, like, what's the, <laughs> like you said, some people are skeptical. I don't know if this is getting into a church cult or or what we're doing. Like, how, what is, what's the secret here? Like, just one cake, but now connect the dots. It all makes sense. How. Maybe take us back to those days when you were, when you were putting out free stuff and and you were just making stuff. Was the full plan already in motion to open a bakery? I was told that there was a need for American baked goods here in Korea, and I bake. So I was just trying things out, trying recipes, seeing if it would make the results would be the same here as it would be in the states. Seeing what would work, seeing what people would like, and uh. It's kind of like inertia. I just kept moving, so this is where we are now. Yeah. I didn't have this massive, like, I'm going to be, you know, sugar mama idea. <laughs> uh, it just kept happening. We just kept moving forward, so here we are. Yeah. You oh. say you were told there was a, a need for American baked goods. Who who told you that? <laughs> uh, my friend told me. Uh, basically, the Korean idea of dessert isn't quite like the american idea dessert uh sugar is in the wrong places so oh that's a great way to say it sugar <laughs> is in the wrong places you mean that's like exactly it, it. that's exactly like my loaf of bread <laughs> on a hot dog on the garlic toast yeah it's in the wrong spots 
That's a great way to say. So it. we put sugar back in the right place. <laughs> oh my God, that's, that's we put it where that, it belongs. That's that is profound knowledge right there. I never that's never clicked in my head. Sugar's in the wrong places. Oh my God, you got a new slogan. <laughs> so you got it's a new not, tattoo. Never mind. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it's not that it, you don't like. I mean, everybody likes sugar, but yeah, that's that's our problem. It's in the wrong place. It's not where you. It's not where you want it. And and Costco gets it in the right place, but it's kind of that industrial manufactured stuff. So yeah, that's that's a good spot for it, I guess. What did you what did you start off baking back in the before the uh before you opened your store? What was your you, you started selling pies, it was cakes, what was it? Random. Just ra- yeah. <laughs> it was cakes, it was lots of cakes. Amazing. It was red velvet, it was key lime, it was whatever, it was all no? No. <laughs> I made a white cake with raspberry filling and cream cheese uh, frosting. I made a chocolate cake. It was awesome chocolate. Cake. <laughs> I made pie, uh, brownies. I was just trying like what was easy for me uh, right away, and using my little tabletop oven yeah. <laughs> that doesn't keep its temperature. Uh, and of course, I can't eat a whole pie myself. I had to try it, mm. but it was like, can like I don't want the food to go to waste. That's the sin for food to go to waste, especially Absolutely. yummy food. So I just asked people, bring your container here, come meet me here. Uh, you can have some dessert. I just, you know, please come take it. And that lasted for about a week, like in April. Before. That was only for a week. It was only a week. Can I tell the story? Yeah. Really? I was going to say it must have been a couple months. No, people loved it. Like people were coming. People that didn't even know what American desserts wow. were were coming. People from not from America. Well, hold on. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the lineups at Costco? Yeah. No. I see. I saw line up for everything. Yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes for a piece of One little piece of sun like, out. <laughs> I can wait 20 minutes. <laughs> Europeans were coming. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Very nice. And so it lasted for a week and then it stopped because one, the way, I don't know if the timing, but one woman posted, why is she doing this? Why is she, is she like some kind of gimmick? Is she trying to hook you in on something? So I contacted all the people that picked it up. I'm like, could you please respond to this woman? Because she's accusing me of something that's not going on. I'm not asking for any money. Just bring your container. You can have it. And people were like coming with containers, bags of containers. And I was so happy because it wasn't going to waste. It was going to people who wanted to eat it. And that was the last post that happened. They shut me down. No. Well, you, well, you were the hottest thing on there. I, I see. I seem to recall it was a lot longer than that. But wow, if that was one week, you were all the talk for one week for sure. Were you already branding a business by then, or no? I was playing with names <clears throat> in my head. I wasn't that far because mm. I was about to go to the states for ten for ten weeks. Mm. So I wasn't. I was just like kind of playing ideas. And you didn't have an Instagram or anything you were sharing, or not at that time. No way to retain the people that you were testing out well, your stuff. Through Facebook, we have the messages. Ah, okay. So ah, okay. So now you can go back on that and advertise through that. <clears throat> Reach out again. Interesting. Get shut down. What? What's? When do you start back up again? Uh, you went to the states for ten weeks. Yeah. So okay. I came back in August, and then I just started. My my daughters helped me like uh, what to do on Instagram and stuff, and I started posting in women expat expat. Expat women in Korea. Um. They allow you to post every Tuesday a self-promotional item. Oh, cool. Yeah. So other than two Tuesdays missed, i faithfully done every Tuesday. Awesome. Starting October, I had my first online customer through Instagram. Oh, cool. Pretty, like someone I didn't know. Yeah. Nobody that, and he ordered six chocolate cupcakes with 
buttercream frosting. He wanted them to be moist like Duncan Hines. I made them, but <laughs> like I didn't get. <laughs> but I didn't get to taste it first, and I only made six, and he yeah. ordered six. So I was like, you know, I have time. I'm going to eat one just to make sure it's okay because I hadn't made chocolate oh, cupcakes yeah. here. I ate it, and then he texts me at ten o'clock. He says, "When are my cupcakes coming?" And I'm like, uh, "Well, they're coming tomorrow before I, six o'clock." I just o'clock. dropped one. Yeah. They're coming tomorrow before six o'clock. We're one short. I said, um, he goes, well, the due date was today. Oh, no. So then I was already making the second, the, the replacement cupcakes, but it would have been too late. So the guy was really upset. And oh. then, so the next day I dropped them off and I gave him my signature dish too. And then a massive apology. Yeah. The guy unfollowed me at some point. I don't know when, but I noticed like last month he followed me again. Oh, I was nice. like, okay, he's forgiven me. Oh. <laughs> wow. What's the signature dish? Uh, it's the lemon mizzy. It's a full apple on the inside. It's an cord. apple? Yeah, you didn't know it's an apple. No. <laughs> it's a, a cord peeled apple, and inside is uh, brown sugar, butter, uh, cinnamon, a lot of cinnamon, Ooh. and then it's covered in pastry dough and uh, topped with cinnamon sugar, and then there is a lemon sauce. Wow. A hot lemon sauce that you pour on it. Yeah, because she was gone for a day, and it was me and this one like temporary part timer. And someone comes in, and they're like, "What's this lemon mizzy?" And I'm like, "Lemon." That that's a good question. <laughs> I'm like, I think it has lemon. There's pastry, and he was like, "I'll try it." And I'm like, "Okay." And the later I was like, "I don't know what this is. Oh. I know it's an apple." Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Good story. So you haven't had one? No. <laughs> I was going to bring one down, but I couldn't get... I forgot to bring the sauce. I only had the lem- the apple part, so I put it back in the freezer. Your your menu is huge. I like. I was just scrolling through, like, how do you have all the ingredients for all of these things? That's incredible. Is that That's not a usual bakery, is it? No. <laughs> you, got, so, <laughs> you got everything. The concept <laughs> I wanted, which is actually very daunting, hmm. is... If you miss something from the United States, I'll make it. Um, ask us. We'll make it. And it turns out that that concept is, yes, it's cumbersome, but people will ask us to make something, and it turns out someone else also wanted it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So then we don't have to just make it once, and people are like, oh, I miss this so much. I haven't seen it in forever. And... That is a great feeling knowing that we're giving people something that touches like their their memories, their you know, the amount of food memories we have are wonderful. Sure. We get to be part of that. And now not even American anymore. We made a Filipino egg tart or egg pie. I saw, I saw that on there not long ago. Never made it before, but you know, it the concept of baking, you can follow directions. Once you know how to bake and mix dry ingredients, yeah, mix sure. wet ingredients, yeah, mix them together. Well, see, that's, that's, that's not, 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 not quite that concept because sometimes the, all the dry ingredients don't go together. Oh no! But well, if you can follow directions, sure. you know you can do it. Like yeah. we never made an egg pie before, and she made it, and the the customer loved it, and they were so happy. Same thing with an Australian mud cake. Never even heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> the customer asked for it. We made it, and she they were so happy. Awesome. Like, awesome. Like, we're awesome, part awesome. of that. We make people happy. Absolutely. Sugar. And, and that and that's, uh, I, I think, different than walking into a putty baguette, tout le jour, whatever, and just picking from a bunch of options you don't really want. But I think a Starbucks, I'm like, I don't know. 
if I got a free coupon, I am not. I don't drink coffee, so whatever. I'll get the blueberry cheesecake thing, just because I don't care for the other ones. And it's different if you could use that at your place and get whatever you want. That's a different story. Now uh, you open yourself up to a lot of extra customers. It's it's a lot of fun. Sure. Like there's stresses too. Um, customers sometimes word things in a way that make it difficult for us to figure out what they actually want. But the, the end result, when people come back and say, oh, I loved it. Or like we just did um, recently mushroom cupcakes. There's no mushrooms in it. It's, you know, designed as to look like the cute little, uh-huh. you know, cartoon mushroom. And her daughter loved it. And it's like when you, they tell us that, it's just like, oh, this makes our work worth it. Because yeah. otherwise we're just like throwing... Right. Desserts into <laughs> the abyss. <laughs> we don't know how it received. Oh, that's awesome! He put so, a personal touch on that. So after you g- gave your trial week there and consulted with your daughters on social media and stuff, then it was looking for real estate or a place to call home or what? I started out at home, even though like the law says you need to have a business in a commercial space. Mm-hmm. My Korean and expat friends were like don't do it yet you need to keep your risk low just stay at home get your customer base going and then get a place so then of course i started in october november things were already getting busy and by the end of october i'm sorry end of november i was like i can't do this from home there is too much going on i need a bigger space so by you just mean like a regular korean apartment home yes i have a three room apartment so it was not tiny but still, but I mean, to do to to do it without, because once you don't have enough space, things are um, things yeah. are everywhere. It's sure. too hard to stay organized. So I got a space uh, in early December. So I'd only started in October, but mm. by December I needed a space. I had to have something to handle another oven because one oven is not enough. Yeah. Uh, is that the current place you're in now? Yes. So you got that put space then. So that was just a. A, a random first floor place and you were just doing your stuff inside there was no brand that you weren't uh, actual we didn't have any yet. signage yeah. we were just um, <clears throat> basically working a secretly home factory. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very nice there was there's been uh in the past since we've been here there was uh they were called gringos burritos and they were the same thing started in their house mm-hmm. and they ended up moving into uh into a commercial space too they said it was too much too much to do in their in their place and they were selling the frozen stuff all over who there was another one too who uh used to, oh i know the the guy that we used to do the little son foreigner market and the guy who started it he was baking pies and i think he had like three mini ovens in his house and to get everything ready for the market on a sunday he'd be up from friday night just cooking two or three pies yeah. at a time all night long so yeah absolutely the uh the space and i bet the extra uh, oven really helped. So once you got into that that space, then you could be a lot more productive. Oh, it was nice. Yeah. How big? There was light. You know, windows. Yeah. How big are, are your ovens? Are they uh, huge. You got like no, those big brit. I I don't have that electricity. You have to have like like because you're in like the first floor of an apartment building, yeah, it, right? It was it's not a commercial it, space. It used to be um, an apartment that they turned into a commercial space. Really? Ah, so okay. we. Ba- I actually now have three ovens, but I put one in my house. So in case I Ooh. didn't feel like going to the store, I could actually start stuff at yeah. my house. Uh, so we have, it's this size. Mm. Do you know how big this is? Yeah. <laughs> it's this size. It's about, uh, it's about that big. Yeah, yeah. 
For those of you listening, it's about that big. <laughs> nice. Oh, cool. Oh, that's uh, that's all right, man. So going back a little bit, where where did the inspiration come from to start this? How did how did you get? I mean, other than, I mean, were you asking around when you came? Hey, what should I do? I want to do something. What should I do? I know in a couple of the the videos I've watched, maybe you said the answer there, but I'll just give you a chance to answer. So I had a business in the States that ended during COVID and that business was for nine years and it was a great business. But then because it ended, it was apparent that I needed to do something here. But it I wasn't s- a baking business. No, it was a packaging logistics yeah, okay. business. Um, and my children worked with me on that. Yeah. And we had like 40 something employees. So business oh, wow. ownership is not foreign to me. That was actually my second business. Yeah. So then uh, I started doing substitute teaching here, and I love children. And, of course, the Korean children are so cute. (laughs) Uh, But I hated the idea of them sitting in a chair for five hours a day when you're only four years old. Like, (laughs) I I can't do this. I want to play with you, and I can't do that all day. That was the guilt of contributing to the problem of, yeah. Yeah. They're so cute. It's like, you should be playing. Let's play instead. Mm. Read the Uh, book. It's like, this isn't going to work. I can't do this every day. So like one thing I can do is bake. And I love, like, I come from a family of eight people. And then I had four of my own children. So there's always people to bake and cook for. And here I'm by myself. (laughs) And I'm like, this is something I love to do. So by doing this business now, I can bake and cook for people. And I love that feeling Um, when customers come to the store. Uh, I love, I'm a very social person. So like just sit there and talking with them. It's, it doesn't make you feel so alone in this country. Sure. It's, it's funny. And I'm sure now that your kids are out and about on their own, I'm sure you feel the same, but the empty nest, uh, my mom and dad have five kids and, you know, we always thought we were a bit of a burden or, or hindrance to them, <laughs> but now mom cooks and she's like, there's nobody to eat it. And Nona felt the same way. You know, all the grand, my mom's got nine sisters and there was always grandkids around to just pound Nona's treats. <laughs> and, uh, and if it was cabbage rolls or lasagna, whatever it was, I mean, it, anything. And then all of a sudden, poof. It's gone. Who am I going to cook for now? There's nobody left to consume all this stuff. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I understand that feeling. And it's a great feeling, you know, to cook for because people are happy when they eat yummy food. Sure. <laughs> and and I when I get home from work, if I think, you know, my wife says she's got a, a work dinner or something, I'm like, eh, do I really want to cook for an hour and a half for two kids to complain about it? Or, <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, man. So, so sometimes you? I wish I had, I, I, I cook almost every night, but I wish I had 10 kids that are just sitting there ready to fight for the food because <laughs> sometimes I feel like my girls are lucky to, to have home-cooked food. Oh, yes, they are. But uh, and, and his as well. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, there are a lot of people here I wish they had home-cooked food. Yeah, and but you, I, you, know, you, don't, you don't know it until it's gone, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I say. My kids would go, yeah. no, no, nobody wants your home-cooked food every day. And I'm like, yeah. well, when we were in Uzbekistan, they were sure hoping for it, I'll tell you that. Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, like, let's go home. And I'm like, well, we're not eating out every day, and I'm cooking it over. Oh, maybe we can stay. Uh. <laughs> for, for one week, give so. him ramen every meal. That's all. 
Let, let them make it. Ramen's, ramen's too plasticky. I just give them rice. Rice and gim. Okay, just give them rice. and gim. Rice and gim. What do we have? Rice and gim. Hey, rice and gim. Until you want to learn cooking, it's rice and gim. I think the kids don't appreciate it, man. Not at all. Until it's Not gone. At all. Yeah. Especially being a dad who's cooking. Like uh, After a day, like you could just sit on the couch and watch TV. That's expected. My, but my, no, you cook for them. My typical response is usually showing them something on the Ukraine or or the Gaza-Israeli conflict and showing them how lucky they really are. And yeah. and that, I know they can't prose it, but I think they understand the, the main point. Like, okay, I get it. I got a school. I got a home. I got food. I'm good. So. Well, a lot of times that kind of lesson, though it's taught young, you don't see the results till later. Hmm. Well, but they, was, it's in there. That was me. And that's why I like going to so many countries and bringing them to so many poor countries to... <laughs> it, they know they know they're lucky they can't express it they can't always show their appreciation yeah. but but they knew like you say they do know it inside what uh you said the lemon drizzle so <laughs> sorry for getting that wrong know, that's a sorry that's that's we'll a cut that part out. Special, man. Yeah. <laughs> back to the lemon mizzy lemon mizzy the lemon drizzle <laughs> My actually snizzle. you're not the first person that did that <laughs> I have actually on Instagram on another girl that she tested, tasted and she goes, what is this, the lemon drizzy? What is this? You told me to drizzle the lemon sauce or something. Well, if you, like, the reason I picked the name is I wanted something, of course, fun and cute. And when I, like, okay, this is what it is, this is what it does. And I looked, you know, in the dictionary and it put mizzle and drizzle in the same word. Uh, apart apart from that one, what what would be some of your other specialties or, or what maybe some of the most popular dishes or, or desserts you have? So with that question, the three things that come to mind are the salted caramel brownie. That was probably the best seller mm-hmm. along with, uh, okay, so four things go to mind. Uh, apple pie. <laughs> okay, six things. <laughs> <laughs> the lime pie and the White cake that has raspberry filling and whipped cream cheese frosting. Those are probably the. Four. What's the name of that cake? Is there a name for it? We'll call it the Nate cake. If somebody if somebody said it, would I know it? Like a black forest I, or no, a red velvet? No. Or, there's I, no, I call it the wedding cake because when we were when I was in the states, you'd go to a wedding and the cake would be absolutely gorgeous, and you go to eat the cake and it was disgusting. Yeah. Like it'd be dry and flavorless. Mm. And I'm like, how how can you make something so beautiful on the inside? The part mm-hmm. that we're that we're all being in contact with is yucky. So I was like, I need to make a cake that takes care of that problem. So it's a very moist white cake, and it has real raspberries in between. Um, So this is your own creation? This is not, you didn't try it when you were on a trip somewhere? No. Oh, well. I felt I needed to do this. You got to give it a name. I had, a gotta, three, gotta, hold on. I had a three-tier wedding cake, and the bottom two tiers were cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, at your wedding? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they just, it's a ceremonial two tiers, and they put a little dry cake on, on top. top. Was it here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> we were just at a wedding yesterday, and looking at the cake, I'm like, the only thing that looks real is the top layer. <laughs> yeah, no, they, it is. And they cut it, but I actually wondered to myself, it cut so easy, it made me wonder if it was either pre-cut or even real at all. <laughs> oh no! It was it was real. We did like that's the that's part of the ceremony, the cake cutting ceremony. But the the cake went through so easy. Sharp knife. I don't know. <laughs> I, we, we cut cakes all the time. The cake went through so yeah. easy. I'm like, there's something funky about this. Hot like, knife. I don't think that's a real cake. There's something <laughs> arrived with that cake. Sure. 
Yeah, yeah. That's a... Yeah, so I did a cake recently. I did three wedding cakes recently, and one of them was the cake along with the whole, like one tier was lemon, and one tier was that one. And people were shocked, Koreans, because the whole thing was actually cake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, what else would like, Who's going to eat all this? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, one plus one, two pieces each. When you were when you were deciding on a place to open, did you what, what were the things that you considered? Is it, I mean, is it close to where you live, or is it where there's a lot of foreigners, or <laughs> what? What were the big considerations on choosing a place to to open? So you would think I would pick a place with a lot of foreigners. Uh, you would think you would pick up. I would pick a place that was close to me, but I live in Yonandong, <laughs> and Yonandong is crazy expensive. I've lived there for almost three years now. I had a bakery basically right where my car is parked right in front of me and a bakery behind me. And since I've been there, both bakeries have closed. They were opened after I got there and they closed while I'm still there. Nice. It is very hard to succeed because the the man's rent uh, was $2.2 million. <clears throat> Like, how do you survive? How do you start out? And he only had enough seating for six people. That's a lot of lemon drizzles. Mizzles. You can't survive there. So I didn't pick a place that was close, but it does, if there's no traffic at all, it only takes me 13 minutes to get there. 13? By car. Mm. I drive. That's easy. Um, if there's traffic, it's like half an hour. But I picked a place that I could afford. It turns out it was too small from the get-go, but I didn't know because I've never done food industry yeah. before. Um, it has a bathroom that's mine. Oh, very <laughs> important, have, huh? Right? Cafe, beautiful cafe down here. You got to use the bathroom, walk up a set of stairs, a little bit cold, a little bit See the neighbor. Breezy. <laughs> <laughs> might be toilet paper, may not. Might be yeah. soap, may not. Yeah. Um, maybe need a door code. So the bathroom is mine inside, awesome. the, inside the building. There's parking oh. for me. Possibly yeah, for the that, customers. But that's huge in Seoul. And I have windows. I have gorgeous, you know, like in the States, windows are everywhere. Yeah. Here you get like half a window. Yep. So Absolutely. I love the lighting in the store. So that's what got me the parking, the bathroom, and the lighting. Yeah. And the awesome. Rest. How did you decide on a name? Aside from the obvious. <laughs> Originally, the name was going to be Home Sweet Pie. And then I'm like, oh, that's good too. But it was kind of boring. It wasn't really catchy. Like in the States, maybe, but here with Koreans, would it really be catchy? Home Sweet Pie. I even had a logo, I drew it up and everything. And then I'm thinking and I'm thinking and I'm oh, like, it's not catchy yeah. enough. And then one day I was like, Sugar Mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Sugar Mama, guys, what do you think of this? Like my children, what do you think of this name, Sugar Mama? And they're like, wow. And like, we're your sugar babies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nice. So it just kind of stuck. And I do like BTS, so there's no R in Sugar Mama. Sugar. Yeah. That's good. So yeah. I have had some um, DMs. I'd like to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I was gonna you, say, is that sugar daddy going over to the sugar mommy and the Korean young Koreans catching on or what? Yeah, so I don't respond to ah. those. But it is funny when the Koreans actually know the reference. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like they just look at me kind of funny. I'm like, no, I will not be your sugar. <laughs> I will be your sultan. <laughs> I will take sugar, literal sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. They, even for spelling to home sweet to pie, boys, that's way too long. Yeah, take Sugar mama. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, it's, and, it, yeah. yeah. And I think it's easier to remember. Yeah. Though absolutely. people do remember it with an R. Eventually, like if they were to type sugar mama and be in Korea, my logo may come up. I, mm. People have done that. Like they just don't know that it's me yet. Yeah. But 
So it's just like I'll one woman was like teaching my kids to spell sugar without the R. <laughs> but you know what's funny is on neighbor, even though it's sugar mama, on uh. neighbor the English version puts an R in my name. Oh yeah, I guess it would, eh? Huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The owner didn't know how to spell the business. Yeah. <laughs> Typo. <laughs> I didn't realize. I guess until you opened in August, and then I started following the like the lunch menu. It's not just like all you can eat desserts of your dream, but can you tell us a little bit about the lunch menu? And I, I don't, I've never been, so I don't know. Do you have a good clientele or regulars that come for lunch or dinner, or are you open for dinner? Or, I just saw this Italian sandwich, which was a homemade French bread, homemade meatballs, homemade marinara, and some Parmesan or something. I was like, wow, that's what Nona would make. Um, <laughs> and and when, when I said, guys would say, oh, this looks a little bit expensive, but you had a sandwich and a Coke for eight bucks or something. And I was like, that's comparable to anywhere. Like, And it's all handmade. Like, that's cheap. So what? how do you navigate the lunches? And I mean, is it one special per week or how do you decide and... Well, originally lunch was not actually in the the plan, right. but then I thought to myself, the Italian bakery back home, they make Sicilian pizza like every day. I'm like, we could do Sicilian pizza, no problem. So that started it. And then I was like, oh, my daughter was like, we need to have a tomato pesto sandwich. I'm like, okay, make it happen. Mm. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I want to be Paul Grinder. I was like, okay, let's make it for the store. So it just kind of just kept like adding. And this week we did um, macaroni and cheese, Beef barbecue sandwiches on garlic bread. Oh my god! And uh, cornbread, which we always called it corn cake, because that one actually has sugar in it. Yeah. But it's so smooth that anyway. So how did it happen? Um, we just kind of. I said to myself, you know, people may not come just for dessert. That might mm-hmm. be a little hard because we're out of the way. Mm. Uh, we're a little south of the Han. So I was like, if they come for food too, then maybe we could um, entice them into some takeaways. That might help. So lately, we've actually been delivering food throughout Seoul too. Uh, people, now you don't take that. Now you're a tomato pesto sandwich shop instead of the dessert. <laughs> Your quick taxi, it's pesto not, mama, it's, it easy ex- switch. It doesn't Lime ex- Mizzy, see you later. <laughs> it doesn't exceed the desserts, but still, you know, like it's legit. Like I don't change the recipe at all. It's exactly what we would ma- I'd make for my children yeah, like, yeah. in the future. Like we had this raspberry barbecue chicken sandwich. Like I want to make that. Like the same menu. I brought my my. My panini grill? No, I bought one here. I bought my cookbook with me. Uh-huh. My um, like patchwork. I made myself cookbook of all my favorite recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to go through that and like make things that I used to make for my children. Um, but the customers that we have, we have some that are. We have definitely like right away we started getting regulars. We have this one customer um, from LA. He would come three times a week and just get the tomato pesto. In yeah. fact, um, he was the first person that could use his points, you know, the accumulated points. Oh, nice. So have his receipt taped to the wall. Nice. And we changed prices a little, and I grandfathered him in. Oh, so This yes. is now called Ryan Sandwich. So now, because you were, like, from the beginning, He's three times in. a week, it's like, this will be your price forever. Nice. The, uh, <laughs> but I <clears throat> I think that's a way, and it, the stuff looks amazing. And uh, if you got guys in for the lunch, which they're going to buy lunch somewhere anyways, like you say, then... Oh, that looks really good. Like I saw those cinnamon buns and I was like, Cinnabon, is that what it is? Is that the cinnamon American roll. company? Yeah, Cinnabon. Cinnabon. They opened in Hyundai Pequodzone for like six months and I went once and got and was like, you know, they're soft and gooey and they're addictive. But 
They left after six, seven months. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't. I think they're too sweet for the Koreans. And then that was it. And I was like, nobody makes. And people can advertise. We make them, but yours look like the real deal again. That's why I said, let's get them. We, we actually went through four different trials till we got to this one. Mm. And this was the one that that was hands down the best one. I've tried before huh. and failed miserably. Just the, I think with the rolling, the the inside ones are really tight and nice. And then as it get as the whatever the the roll went to the end, they just got crispy. And my wife knows I like them. If they have them at Pretty Bagger or something, she brings me one, and I'm like, not quite. I appreciate the love, but <laughs> not you know, it's that. a little bit of something on top, and I was like, it's dry and boring. Oh, and, I know what you're talking no, about. That's not, that's not a cinnamon bun. It's got a hot dog in it. <laughs> no, and some but mustard. That's, I mean, it kind of looks their like version. It kind of yeah. looks like yeah. it, but like you say, the sugar's in the wrong. It's supposed to be inside there. Like, get something inside <laughs> it, man. She's supposed to be soft and fresh and warm and. It's uh, it's anything but. So you have to tell me how you like the ones that we bought. Sure, I'm sure they'll be good. <laughs> Sugar in the right spot. Sure. <laughs> here's here's a question. Maybe you both can uh, can answer. Can you tell me about like um, we've never been there, but tell me about like the ambience or of the bake shop. Like when you walk in there, what kind of music? What's the how's the uh, how's the setting? We know there's lots of light. We know there's lots of light in there. What about, uh, is it a noisy place? Is it a quiet place? Uh, usually we always have English music playing, but who was running it, it depends on the music. Because there was a period when I first started, I worked with her once, and then after that she was in America, and I just worked with her daughter. So oh, the right. music her daughter played and the music she plays are quite different. Yeah, yeah. I think yours is a lot, a little more like chill, and hers would be like, Metallica. No, like like Bollywood some Disney vibes. music, some Broadway music, a little K-pop sprinkled in. Oh, okay, but okay. because it is like an American bakery, we try to give like the authentic experience. Okay, okay, Here's okay. some Taylor Swift to listen okay, to yeah, sure. while you eat your signature lemon mizzy. Yeah. That has an apple in it. With a lemon, with a lemon in it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So we have lots of lights. Um, yeah. I wanted people to feel like they were in the States when they came in. Your concept is uh, yeah. welcome to America. Yeah. In fact, thing. we have some customers that say, I feel like I'm in America when I'm here. Oh, nice. Um, originally, we had all the menus only in English. And then the Korean neighbors got a little upset with me. And they're like, you need to put Korean here. I'm like, okay, fine. So we have a <laughs> sign on the wall, uh, a pretty good sign that basically lets people practice English or Korean. There's a bunch of... Uh, Translations. Um, yeah. For them things that are applicable to the store. Like, I'd like this. Your store needs to be bigger. I'll come back every week. I want to go to America. Like, yeah. sure. all these nice. things. Where's North Dakota? <laughs> we should put that on. At this point, I don't even tell. When Korean people ask me, I'm just like, can you on Canada audit? And they're like, oh, oh, like where? Like, Oldi. And I'm like, you aren't going to know if I tell you. And yeah. then I tell them, and they're like, ah. Oh. And I'm like, see? Okay, free lemon mizzy. If you can point to yeah. North Dakota on a map. map. <laughs> I don't even think Everybody Americans Everybody will know could. where it is. No, uh, even, um, I think that would be difficult for Americans. That's how unimportant, like, North Dakota is <laughs> in the scheme of things. I would, but, I would, I would bet that as well. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my favorite sign in the store is one that says, no Wi-Fi, practice English. Oh, nice. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Nothing saddens me more than going to, uh, going to a restaurant and seeing six people at a table just... All looking at their phones, no one interacting. What? Do you have any other compromises in the shop for Korean culture, whether it's ingredients, the stuff you make, or related to the the actual physical store? As for ingredients, uh, if people ask me for less sugar, I will put less sugar in their desserts. 
if they special order it. I do. That would be a repeat customer? No, they don't have to be a repeat customer. If they just say, hey, can you make this? It's for this person who isn't used to a lot of sugar. Uh, Would you please put a little less Mm. sugar? There are two cookies I do make, and I do add a little bit less sugar just because for walk-in customers, they may want something that has a little less sugar. Low sugar, mama. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like the good handle. But you, you, you you know when you go to the Italian place... And then my wife goes, do you have pickles? And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> come on. But it's just, no. But I, it's I, growing up eating. My kids won't, I mean, I don't think that the young kids now, when they're 25, they won't be saying it because they don't eat kimchi every day. But my wife's 43 and she grew up eating kimchi every single day. And they just don't think they can last at a place. But, it, I, you know, and you never know. And that's when we say it's a real authentic one, when they don't have pickles or sangmu or the mu or whatever because that's okay they're real but most places that are even authentic will bring in the pickles to satisfy the koreans okay so i like pickles but they're not sweet pickles but you know what i mean I think, yeah i think Car- they have yeah. carrots mu and yeah. pick some, some peppers we don't give any of that it's almost like an antipasta <laughs> when when if they order lunch that's what it is you have yeah. your items that come with lunch there's no extra like, their sandwich comes with a pickle, but it's a sour pickle. It's not the sweet cream sure. pickles. Um, but, I mean, like, maybe you use yakwa or something. What's yakwa? The circle it, sugar. Uh, little, this really sweet circle thing yeah. like this. It's it has, just, like, ridges, like a Ritz cracker. That little... It looks like a little nope, flower stamped into no. it. That, yeah. So the answer to that question is <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're at, no. like they're, they're at Costco now. They have yakwa something, something desserts, and they, they're selling like crazy. Yeah. But I want, like, so it's, this so is people, straight America. People, you don't like it. See you later. People said to me, um, you need to visit these Korean bakeries and see what uh-huh. they have. I said, no, I don't. Yeah. I'm not a Korean bakery. I'm an American bakery. Yeah. I, I, you every, need that confidence. You need that confidence you know, to I say, don't, I don't want to be like everyone else. Yeah. You need the confidence. But I think it's a business decision for most of the people who open well, up their authentic shops that the Koreans aren't going to come back. Well, I don't have pickles. So I'm bringing in the pickles because then my clients come back. Blue de Folie there. She said she had to cut half her. There was an Italian restaurant that opened. Yeah. She what, she was at Jamie Oliver's restaurant. She cooked there for a couple of years and came back. I got all these different recipes. Let's do that. Cream pasta. Cream pasta. <laughs> she said, all she sells, is cream pasta. She sells 100 oh. cream pastas a night. No one wants the. No one oh. wants any of the good stuff. No one wants the See, pesto. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want those customers. Yeah, and that, yeah. I want the ones who are looking for. They either have three things. One is they're from the States and they miss it, so they want American baked goods. Number two, they're curious about American baked goods, mm. so they want to eat it. Number three, um, you have family in the United States and you want to, like, kind of do what they're doing because they're eating American stuff. Those are like the three that I think of. There's like people from the States who send our things to their Korean here and they just, just try to give us something that has a little less sugar in it. That's all. And But that's what I think is a, is a huge market for you is to get it out outside of Korea because my mom saw that and she's like, do you want anything on there? And I was like, the whole thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just surprise me once a month or something. You know, no problem. Just fire yeah. up the order and I mean, there used to be those, what, British boxes or something or Canada box. They got it for me one year because it popped up on their feed or whatever. Someone lives abroad in your family. Or, you get a pack of and it ketchup was like, chips and a thing yeah. of maple syrup. They'd throw in a A couple box. chocolate bars and, and whatever. And it was good and it was a surprise. But, I mean, it's not cheap. Right. But, like, hey, this is – she saw that pop up on our 
on thing when I was putting I was like, wow, she's got a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, feel free to send some. <laughs> Do you have a sign for the Koreans there? Beware, this food is addictive or? No. <laughs> Buyer beware, no. Buyer beware, yeah. Uh, I do have some Korean regulars too, uh, but usually if I do, it's because they'd already been in the United States okay. and they miss it. Sure. Uh, they realize that. So one of the things that's different about us than other bakeries, and not all other bakeries, but the majority of bakeries actually don't bake there. Right. They get their, their delivered in frozen, yeah. and then they just put it in their oven and that's all so we may so people will see us making and they go by and they smell everything and they see the rolling pin out and the flour all over us and everything. <laughs> you know so they see that we're baking everything by hand it's we don't use mixes every like if there's a frosting it doesn't come out of a jar we have to sift the confectionery sugar we have to sift the cocoa <laughs> sift the flour that's like i think that's other than packaging thing, that's yeah. probably like the worst part of our job is mm -hmm. having to sift things. Yesterday I had, or the other day I had her sift everything. I'm like, just sift me big bowls of everything so I can just go. By the way, I didn't get any of it done. <laughs> There's still You'll bowls. be re-sifting that on Monday. The humidity's sucking it up right now. Yeah? I covered it with, with uh, what do you call it, saran wrap, yeah. and they're just they're ready for us to bake. Okay. But I just she did she did wonderful, and I just didn't get to it. That one customer came, and that was it. We were. Yeah. I, I was busy talking with her and putting everything else away. Anyways, um, <laughs> so we are legitimately handmade. Uh, we don't take shortcuts except for sifting things together. Yeah. And like we use large eggs. We The ingredients are uh, organic, uh, the cocoa, the flour, the sugar. We don't use refined sugar. We have um, organic cane sugar. Yeah. The, the same thing with the store ingredients, we, we bake, we make everything else ourselves. We make everything ourselves. Mm. Um, there's no box that we just add water. Or, yeah. Or I want to talk more about the ingredients, but just uh, before when you said the comparing to the Korean bakeries and stuff, that's, that's the, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the difference between passion and love of baking and running a business, right? I mean, the puri baguette is just a business. It's not about putting your heart and soul into your baking. It's just how many customers can we get? Let's move this stuff out, move this stuff out, where yours is a love for what you do, and that's why you take care of it and do it the way you do. I mean, that's the big difference, right? I hope so. I hope people can feel it that, like, we actually want them to love the food. We want them to be happy. We want them to have some nice memories around the food that we're making. Uh, like, how much, I mean, we eat so often. Yeah. We eat every day, three times a day, maybe more, maybe less. But like, after you eat a good meal, it just feels so good. And if someone makes it for you, even all the better, right. your children, uh, because it's like somebody loves you enough to to make this food, yeah. to to make sure it tastes really good. But when you say like, I don't, I don't want those customers. Other people need those customers, right? Because that's their business is based on just customers, not. They come because they love my stuff because I'm putting everything into it. And that's the difference between, I mean, being in the shop and connecting with the customers and being home and maybe counting a bigger paycheck, but in the end. I figured in the end it will all work out. Like, I don't need to make millions. Uh, obviously, if that happened, I wouldn't complain. But, like, the people that we can help, the workers that I can, that I can you know, give them hopefully fun work and uh, a comfortable work environment. Mm. 
the customers who will come back, and we definitely have a lot of repeat customers. Yeah. So we're doing okay now. <laughs> That's, oh. It's awesome, and I, yeah, it's just it's the perversion of of business these days, where if you're not scale it, if it's not scaling to to massive epic proportions, you're failing. But man, it's hard to put a a dollar amount on on a nice conversation with a customer who enjoyed your apple pie, yeah. who remembers it from 10 years ago when they were in America. You can't, uh, well, there's no dollar sign on that's that. That's what's funny. You were talking about the people that we were uh, <clears throat> giving food away to back in April last year. <laughs> uh, I was, I got added to another Facebook group that has like 26,000 people to it. And someone talked about my business in that Facebook group, and someone commented, "I was in Seoul. I got some of her stuff. It was so good." I was like, oh, thank you, thank you nice. for saying that. Like, I'm not like this person that doesn't have any connection to anybody. You remember me and everything. So that was really nice. When people sent us that, like, I got two messages between the last two days of people saying they loved it, loved it, and I'm like, thank you. That that's more than me just making it. That just knowing that people liked it. Um, some people think our prices are too expensive. I don't know if anybody knows, but we don't just get any old apple. We have to get a certain apple that's not as sweet as the typical apple to mm. put into our things because we don't want people to be overdosed. I mean, we want them to have sugar, but yeah. not overdosed. So we have to get a more sour apple. Mm. I can't just get that anywhere. And I can't get just... And for the lemon mizzy, I have to get an apple that actually looks nice. Same thing with sure. the... Um, the caramel apples. You can't just get any. It can't be all bruised. You can't give them one that has all these little worm markings or leaves yeah. on it. You have to get something <laughs> well, nice. Hold on. My girls would not notice if there was a bruise on the apple. <laughs> With all those delicious things on the outside, they would, I don't even know they could get to the apple. <laughs> but when you eat it, you can taste that, that sour yeah. feeling of a bruise. So yeah. we have to get good apples. Like I can get really cheap apples online. But when they come in, the only thing I can do with them is cut everything off and turn it into a pie. Make juice. And mm. meanwhile... How much did I just waste? So I actually have to get nice apples. Mm. And the fact that it takes a kilo and a half apples to get a kilo out of it to be able to put in my pie means there's a lot of waste. The other thing is I make a pecan pie and it's all pecans. Mm. I have been told that in Korea, if you get a pecan pie, there's a good chance that it's been filled with walnuts, which is a total different flavor. Pecan is much more distinct. (laughs) So I went to this bakery near me. Uh, called Richmond. It's a famous bakery in Korea and it's beautiful inside and they have some really yummy stuff But I looked at their pecan pie number one their cry their crust was not flaky I think it was more of a tart mm. So I looked at the size and I looked at their price and I looked at my size I looked at my price and I was like I'm right in line with their price mm. If they took their pe- pecan pie and made it my size it would be On par within mm. like a one one 1001 of the same price. But it's, it's a specialty shop, right? I mean, it's not, you're not a chain franchise bakery. I mean, you're making specialty goods for people who want specialty goods. And basically, everything we make is custom. Because if you yeah. order something, I didn't like have it sitting like because there's a zillion of them in the freezer. I, you ask for it, we make it. And that's what I said to some of the boys. I said, well, listen, I mean, if she's making it just for you, I mean, she's got to make it the day before to bring it down. But if you're up there, go stop by. She's got pieces of stuff and you can... And we can ship a piece. As long as they don't mind the cost. We can ship a piece as long as it's actually something in the store. $4, you can ship anything. Well, certain things we can't ship that way. Because if it's a pie, it has to be shipped frozen. It will not survive. Mm. The post office, I asked them and Mm. I asked other couriers. Mm. They cannot promise it will stay upright Uh, in transit. That's why we ship. That's why we ship taxi. If it's not going to be frozen in Seoul, we ship taxi. Mm. But 
like brownies will be fine, cookies will be fine, but anything like anything that could change its shape in an unattractive, terrible way, yeah. okay. like a pie or right. whoopie pies or cake. Cake can also not be shipped. Is a whoopie pie a, like macaron's cousin or what? Oh, no. no I never heard of a whoopie looks- pie, but I looked at it and like, is this an American way to say No, I, think, I would say macaron or just what, from what the look this? of it, I would say Twinkie, more Twinkie-ish. Is it like a it's big? Concept, is like a, it's basically a handheld cake. Okay. It's. I can't it's, tell how big it is or how small. It looks like it if I squish like it, it, it's gonna. It's like it fits in your hand. It's mm-hmm. some would stick out, but mm-hmm. it fits. Like you can make it all sizes, but the size you make is one that would like fit yeah, in yeah. the nook of your hand. Yeah. And it's basically two cakelets with frosting inside. You're, you're okay. basically. Cake it's kind of like what you do with a cupcake if you're the type that takes the bottom off and put uh, it on the top. <laughs> okay. But right. it's really moist and it's just it's just so yummy. It's perfect. Yeah. It's just a couple bites. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, no. okay. Maybe for you a couple bites. Uh, <laughs> n- several nibbles. <laughs> oh man, everything looks everything looks really good. The uh, re- regarding the prices, the shop, and and the location. Of, I remember being in San Francisco. My dad's a a big foodie wherever he's going he used to have the dives drives and dine-ins or whatever because they drive down to florida every winter and they'd stop at every small little town and find every the the states is probably it's not the best food but man there's so many good little diners and secret grandma shops and and he would find every one of them but when we were going to san fran he's like well you got to go to johnny's donuts by ntl's and johnny's donuts is this place it opens at like 5 a.m the guys start there at 2 a.m., opens at 5, and they're sold out by 9 a.m. Wow. And they make, whatever, how many thousand donuts? Everybody and their dog, and they're not cheap. Everyone and their dog goes there, buys a dozen, and brings them to work. And that's it. And they're done. They've started at a weird time, but it's because people want them in the morning to go to work. They're sold out, and they're closed by like 9 or 10 a.m. And I thought... He's like, we got to get up at 5 a.m. And I was like, donuts are not that important to me. Like, no, you, we got to try these. Like, everyone raves about these. We got to go. And Johnny somehow figured out a way that he's done at 9 o'clock and whatever, enjoying his day as guys go in early and get it set up. So, yeah, I think if you build a following big enough, it's not a franchise. You just make it more expensive. It's, it's that got-to-have item. It's those specialty things. So, I mean, if they can do it in the Pequot Dome and they're still not – they're still not that good. I mean, I think you can do it in a shop, no problem. Back to ingredients. Yeah, that's right. Um, I was going to say, what I've learned recently is not all butter is made equal. I always thought butter was butter, but it's not. Is there a, is there a special butter that you use or that you enjoy using? It's, the, bu- it's oh. the butter that Costco sells. Okay. The, the, <laughs> the Euro, oh, I think it's a European. I, it's a European. The European yeah. one. The no-salted European one. Yes. Okay. The... I used to buy butter just at a regular mart, and it was. Now that I look at it, I'm like, it was like plastic, and, and it tastes way different. And then, you, yeah, it was. Yeah, there was nothing to it. And then I even tried. I don't know if it was in New Zealand, if there was a butter from New Zealand, or yeah. or it might have been France. I don't know, but it was. You taste, it, you're like, oh my god, this is this is completely different than what uh, than what I expected. Yeah, is there not, Costco, Costco? Is there not a place to buy bulk butter? A tub there, of butter, but it's probably the same flavorless crap as. There, up in Seoul, there is a shijang for baked things, mm-hmm. so I can get uh, items there, but not in bulk. 
that's about the only option I mm, have mm. is classical and that shijang. But I find that certain things I will never ever buy there. Mm. Like I bought nuts one time, and there were maggots in it. Costco? No. No, it's a shijang. Yeah. And I just bought them. I've only been in business for a year, so it's not like they're old. I just had bought them, and they were maggots, and I was disgusted. I was like, you can't promise me that you can't have maggots in your stuff. So now I will only buy nuts at Costco. Protein pie. No, thank you. No, <laughs> <laughs> no thank you. Now with more it's protein. Like, if I'm not, if I can't eat it, like in actuality, <laughs> the stuff that I make in the store are things that I like. Sure. Yeah. So, if someone asks me something I don't like, it's not as exciting. But everything in there I like. So if I can't eat it, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm what not is... eating a maggot anything. Yeah. <laughs> what is the the famous one from the states? Can't believe it's not butter. I never margarine. Used it. Yeah, yeah, margarine. What, is, there's a brand name on it, though, isn't there? Yeah, oh, I can't name. believe it's can't not believe butter. That is the name? Yeah. Can you Country imagine? Cock. That's what Jeffy used to always <laughs> How much I love you. Moo, 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 moo. Do you remember do you, that? I have no, no. idea. <laughs> That's the old do you remember, commercials in Canada. I, guess. Do you remember, I don't know if it was butter or popcorn commercial. M-N-M-N-L-O, and they called it me- no. Nope. And no they idea. called it mellow yellow. That that I've heard of. Okay. Yeah. They just butter it. <laughs> I don't remember if it was popcorn or that was the selling the butter, but that commercial sticks out in my mind for some reason. <laughs> I I don't I can't say I know that much about butter. I just know that sometimes the butter does feel like it has too much moisture in it. Like I don't understand why you're uh, why you're sweating. My butter typically does not sweat, but sometimes I feel like there's some kind of lower quality in there that makes that. Or, like you said, the color might be a little funny. Mm. Um, or uh, the taste is almost non-existent. Like, what did I just put on my thing? I think yeah. it <laughs> The Costco, but that European Costco stuff is pretty, pretty good. I feel good. like it's yeah. good. Uh, it doesn't sweat for me. Mm. Um, I haven't. I don't taste it and think that there's no butter. I, I feel like it <clears> tastes... It has a good taste. Yeah. Nobody's what, complained to me that it doesn't taste like anything. <laughs> what other ingredients do you find a hard time getting sourcing locally? You have to import. <laughs> Is it um, most or yeah, everything? <laughs> okay, so at Costco, I also get their um, maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an intermar- international market up in Seoul, but you're basically it's like buying tickets in front of the concert. You know, mm. like you're, the prices are actually mm. actually terribly. Re- crazy and you're not even guaranteed that it hasn't expired Uh. Uh, so i have friends that come from the states and i i ask them if i could get stuff delivered to their house and then they bring it and then i pick them up at the airport and i take them out to lunch so i'm paying for the extra delivery charge, but at least somebody I know is receiving the benefit versus the shipping company, you sure. know, basically getting about the same amount. So if you ever go to the States and you want to get taken out to lunch or picked up at the airport and Bring uh, home some maple syrup. you have extra room in your... <laughs> so yeah, when I just came from the States, I brought back with me uh, apple cider concentrate for the apple cider donuts. Yeah. Um, that's something that is extremely heavy. A but glass bottle? No, it's it's it looks like a, a maple syrup kind of oh, okay, okay. container. Junk. Jug. Oh, okay, okay. Like you can put your finger in there. And yeah, jug. yeah. But I wouldn't be able to get that here. There's no way. Yeah. Um, Is that a Connecticut thing, the apple cider donut? You've never had one? Oh, we have we have apple fritters. I don't know if it's No, it's different. <clears throat> I've had it's various a... kinds of apple fritters, apple, but I've never heard of It's basically a New England thing. Um Oh yeah. I thought New it must England be regional like... or something cuz 
like northern, northeastern. New England is northeastern. Usually, I mean, the ones that you have, they look like cinnamon donuts, which maybe grandma or someone could make, but typically dry and just yeah, good because dry. of the sugar. So I thought, I wonder if these are more like an apple fritter or what these are. No, there's no actual apple in it. The apple cider concentrate, <laughs> and but I typically they are fried, but I don't have a fryer set up, so these are baked, so they're a little healthier. Huh. Nice. But you don't eat it and say, oh, this is a healthy donut. You eat it and it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Give me a couple this more. Is like home. <laughs> uh, scone versus biscuit. I don't think we have biscuits in Canada. Uh, like I oh, grew you're up... from Canada, too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right on okay. the border. Okay. Right on the border in Niagara there. <laughs> um, the North Dakota border. <clears throat> <laughs> little, <laughs> little we got East. biscuits there. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about like biscuits, like, bis- like American biscuits? Like I think you dunk them in gravy. No, uh, What's up? Well, it's like a that's, sausage that's gravy. From, that's, yeah. from Brit- that's from the south. The UK, isn't it? Like you have the biscuit. Ah, those, yeah. and then no, we have that in the Midwest too. Okay. Yeah. We don't really do that up in the Are they north? similar to scones? Because like no. when I search for a scone recipe online, I'll get lots of like, oh, this is a biscuit recipe or these are too similar to biscuits. And I don't know the difference. I was hoping you can clarify. Well, no? a, you want to talk. A yeah. biscuit. I don't really know scones. Like, I know the scones, scones we get tend frozen. to be drier. Yeah, yeah. I think biscuits are made to be more flaky. Okay. And scones are more like, not cake, like a muffin cake kind of a, the, the texture is. Mm. If it's a good one, it's moist has moisture in it. Okay. If yeah, not, yeah. You, you need help. <laughs> yeah. Liquid intake. <laughs> I'm yeah. I've seen so many different recipes and so many different takes on it. And I don't know what the Biscuit. what the traditional no no on on scones. And I try new things, and you know what? Sometimes I get brave and I bring them for the guests here. But I was terrified to bring scones here today. It, it's hard <laughs> to get a good scone. I, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, I've had them, and they're just basically dry and crumb- crumbly. And maybe some people, maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. I don't mm. know. I'm not from yeah. um, Europe, but if it's a moist one, it's really good there's yeah. no like you think you're eating a little healthier because it's not like it's got a, a blueberry in it yeah <laughs> but it's then they put this glaze on it that's really good yeah. but uh both are really good if made well like you could have a biscuit and it'll suck all the moisture out of your mouth mm. or you could have a biscuit that's flaky and light and moist yeah. and oh yummy <laughs> sure 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 uh your pie crusts are all made by hand. by hand yeah now, for again, sorry for people listening. When you're mixing the butter and the flour, this is like you're doing this technique. Like you're using your your thumbs to to work it into well, the. Or or is it more of a? What's interesting about yeah. the butter is the butter has to stay um, intact. Cold. Has to stay cold, yeah. and it has to. You have to be able to see pockets of butter in it. You don't want to blend it to the point where you can't see butter anymore. Or it's like a the, fl- the flakiness comes from that butter still being visible. Ah. So you can't work the motion you just did. You can't work it that much. Ah, interesting. We do do that for the apple pie crumble. Okay. Because I think it looks better because I can put the apple pie crumble on it two different ways. One is where it's still separate. The butter and the flour sugar are separate. So it looks uh, dry. Mm. Or you can mush it down to the point where it looks like as if it's already been cooked. Like Mm. as if you had a Drake's coffee cake, the crumble on top. I like that way better. And that way we mush the butter down so it's... uh, cohesive with the flour and the sugar and it goes on and i think it's beautiful at that point. interesting so the 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 layers or the the flakiness comes from having the long kind of 
ha- flat strips the, of butter the, the in the thing. No, not it's cubes. Cubes. Ah. But that's where, yeah. When it bakes yeah. and then it just all makes the interesting. Where cool? Where did you develop your baking skills? Okay, so I have on my website that I am a home baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not. I don't have any license. Um, in fact, the only class I ever took was <laughs> home, home economics in eighth or seventh grade, mm-hmm. uh, which everyone had to take. But I always loved cooking. Uh, my mom had us like all do cooking, cleaning, sewing, all the typical. I don't know, June Cleaver. <laughs> kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so I used to, like, I would bake or cook something new out of the cookbook every week. And then... Growing just, growing up? Growing up, since I was a teenager. So I mm. always said, like, hey, we went to this restaurant and this was good. Well, I'm going to figure out how to make that. So I'd go online and, like, find recipes and figure which was the closest. And then, like, kind of... Reverse doctor engineer. Up, doctor, doctor it up a little and um till i was happy with it i mm. i can't say that i'm like this talented you know like you see these videos or these stores these shops and like they have they went to this place and had year four years of culinary training at like the top school and then it's like no i'm just a home baker yeah sure, but i, I wonder if those them. are kind of like if you put four of those guys together if their things all taste exactly the same like because they don't have that experimental I don't know if they teach that or that's the flexibilities involved in the training or not, but I mean, that's, I, I used to always get frustrated. How do you make Nona's meatballs? Well, you just do it. No. That, how much so? How the hell does she make it? <laughs> just do it. And then, mom, how do you make this? Just, and now my kids say, dad, how do I do this? I just do it. <laughs> and I've, I've become that guy. Just, you know, whatever, a little bit of this, yeah, this, this, yeah. and just you, you just eye it. Everything say, oh. to taste, not. Right. Not a prescribed and if, amount. And the next time, if it didn't taste good, you know that. Oh, I just right. don't do that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just it, it's uh, what do you call it? it's experience. But that's yeah, experience. Just, you got you, you can do, do four it. years in school and and not like you said have any of that uh, experimental side of you, or you can do it over ten years <clears> or fifteen <throat> years, and then you come out. You've made all the mistakes. You're not just years. reading it in a book. Forty years here. <laughs> <sir. laughs> tell me that four years of Korean training on the soup is going to be better than some harmonies. Oh, you know, yeah. in Gyeongju, like there's no way that she's making the the 200 year old recipe. So it's interesting because I feel like when I was uh, trying to hire for part timers, I feel like everyone's interested in baking and like, oh, I took I got a certificate and in, <laughs> in the pastry and I'm like, oh, OK, cool. And then they come and they don't do the same. They have no idea. Like, I don't know what what they actually learned to get their pastry certificate. But there is no common sense um, to, to transfer into my kitchen. Yeah. Like when it comes to how to handle cream cheese or measuring and stuff. Now, uh, Faith here, she's been baking since... Uh, I was also just a home baker. Like, I'd help my mom make chocolate chip cookies. Mm. And I think near the end, uh, before I moved to Korea, I was getting a little bit more adventurous. Like, I baked this, like giant cake for like a ton of people for my dad's retirement party and that was the first cake i ever did i think it turned out well but i had no experience so i'm kind of surprised that i'm like the she's like my best worker (laughs) but that's it i had the worst first day ever (laughs) it's it's just the first day it's the past it's part of the adventure i'm really surprised (laughs) i didn't get fired (laughs) what happened did you did you put the the bug pecans in the... No. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that was before I had okay. shop. So my first day, it was... 
the last day before she left for America, so I think it was already a little bit stressful. And then also her daughter was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I get there, and her daughter was like, okay, my mom's not here yet. You want to try these salted caramel brownies? <laughs> and caramel's kind of tricky. I've made it before in America and was fine. Mm. But I wasn't used to like how like Korean stoves work, so I was like following the recipe. And then it was burning oh, on this oh. metal pan and her daughter was like oh i forgot to tell you like the ovens here are really hot so like we if it says put it on high put it on low so then i ruined <laughs> i just uh, i just messed up this pan and then she walks in the first thing she says what's burning <laughs> and i'm like is that really the first thing i said yes you walked in opened the door that was the first thing and i was like god no, damn I'm it sorry. i'm sorry that's how we greet my. <laughs> it took three of us to wash that pan out. Oh, man. <laughs> we still got a pan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, SOS. We had to use SOS finally. Oh man, that's funny. Well, you know what? Though? That's you'll never do that again. Yeah. Like some other. I told stuff. her like. Do you we... remember what I did later that day? No. Okay. Good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember? Like, everybody makes mistakes. No matter how much experience you have, you make mistakes. Yeah. Sure. You know. Yeah. So. Some other stuff happened also that I thought I was gonna get fired, but then she she saw I was like really upset. So you gave me a pep talk at the end of the day and sent me home with some uh, pumpkin bars. I was like, okay, I don't think I'm getting fired. Yeah, I'm not into firing people. I think whatever happens, we should be able to work it out. Learn from like, it. If you actually want to stay and actually, you know, everything, there's no oh, reason yeah. why I shouldn't have to get fired. We should well, it's be just, able it's to It's one mistake it you're not going to make yeah. in the future when maybe there's a really important... Yeah, I'm really yeah. glad you don't remember the rest of that day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really <laughs> glad. I'm really glad. CCTV. Oh, no. It, it, oh. it redoes over eight days. It was uh, eight days. Okay, safe. safe. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. <laughs> But that, that I'm, maybe I'm not so qualified or whatever. I mean, this is the whole problem with companies now, hiring guys with master's degrees, PhDs. You should have a general level of knowledge in a certain field. But when you come in with this ego that, you know, I got a master's, I know everything, I'm 25. I'm, like we said, we've done our master's in the last 10 years and we're a little bit older, a little more mature, but I think we appreciate it in a whole different way that, you know, 23-year-olds starting a master's can't, they don't have the life experience. And I think Pepsi or Coke, Coke maybe was the first company that, that started it. And I believe it was in the States where they said, we don't want to hire anyone of the masters anymore because we have to kind of retrain them uh-huh. in a masters in Coca-Cola ideology or, or you know, how we run our company. So right. um, you almost have to detrain them and retrain them. And like you say, they're coming in with a pastry certificate from, you know, Pee Wee Herman's pastry shop there. And they, you got to retrain them. Put in there in that pastry uh, certificate they're probably learning 10 different recipes and they can do those but they don't understand maybe the fundamental the the, uh, the underlying like like how this can be you know how these two recipes are kind of the same maybe they're partmentalized in their head like oh i can do you know these 10 but they don't again it's probably the lack of experience and the the no I, understanding of like i was wondering if it was like a jack-in-the-box <clears throat> not jack-in-the-box cracker box what is the other thing cracker jack cracker jack kind of a thing what's that the certificate, like, as if. You oh, cra- oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I gotcha. That's sorry. Good, I haven't heard. We got a good cracker jacket. Oh, yeah, you get it in the, like, in the box. Yeah. yeah. How, how is it that you don't know the science? The science behind the baking. Like, I give you this to do, and you did this, but it's that, like, I don't know, like, have you never made anything even remotely similar? Like, yeah. the science yeah. behind the baking is not coming through. Yeah. What does the future look like, or what is in the future plans for? Sugar Mama, is it is it expansion? Is it franchising? Is it 
getting a, a cult following of 10,000 people or a million followers on Instagram? Or what are you hoping, wishing for? I, I had these fanciful ideas, which now that I've experienced having the business for a few months, that I realize that it's probably close to impossible uh, because to find people who actually want to work, uh, to find people who can fill the shoes of being a home baker um, is a lot harder than I thought it would be. I figured there would be expats here who just want to do something that not teach English. <laughs> but... Uh, Maybe there are. Maybe you got you to put the call out. But I, think I visas are also really difficult. Yes. There's many that would like to work, but with visas, like our uh, overseas Korean F4 visa is like basically like we get almost similarly the same rights as like the same opportunities right. as like regular citizens. Crazy. But mm. and that's like probably the best visa to have that I've heard from a lot of people. But a lot of others, like if they have one job, they can't. You Switch know, over. Yeah. yeah. I would have loved. <laughs> Like, it's not dead, but I just feel like it's not going, it's going to take me longer. Number one, um, the variety that we have in our store uh, is not repeatable. Mm. Right. Um, so, originally, my thought was I wanted to become a franchise, like, to be not as many as Paris, but at least more throughout the country, uh, but with a smaller menu. Like the the other stores would like do the Mizzy, maybe like a cake a week, right. just certain things. Um, but I also don't want it to be factoryized. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you want to keep it. Authentic. I want it to be homemade, like by hand. Um, I think you could find two or three people to lead to lead a like what a Busan and a, a Daegu or something probably. If you're out there, contact me, please. <laughs> yeah, um, I have put in the expat group. Uh, for women, like, is anybody want to work with me? Like, even if you have a little experience, you know, like, we can build on that. Um, and women will say, yes, yes, I'm interested. And then nothing came of it. Like, they never even made it to the store. But I think as you so, grow your name and your brand, I think you'll definitely have a couple so of people who would be, I mean, come for three months of training or whether it's, you know, partnership more, in the in the yeah. franchise or whatever. I mean, I think... I think there's a lot of people that look for those opportunities. They just, I, I don't know how many find them or know them. I mean, nobody down here knows who you are until we start putting the stuff out. And hopefully now that creates, you know, some more momentum for you. But you've given me hope. Oh, what do you think? You. I would say 100%. I, I, I can think of three people right now. Yeah. Who would so. enjoy being out of teaching or whatever. And yeah, absolutely. I could for sure. The art, I'm teaching is fun. But I feel like there's more stress in teaching than there is in our work. Yeah. Oh, like, we, we chat all day long and listen to music and dance and we used eat to, and bake. And <laughs> we used to make sausages when I lived here. We used to make sausages for that market I mentioned earlier. And it was it was actually quite stressful because we didn't know what we were doing. But it was still fun to have the, the, the hockey game on. And, if I mean, if that was a, a daily thing, like come into the office, you know, throw some flour and sugar around. That seems like a nice. Yeah, we just like throw flour and nice... yeah. sugar around. Quick, like, customers are coming. We need to look like we're busy. <laughs> <laughs> we listen to K-dramas in the background to help our Korean level too. Sure. You know, so sing. if you were, if, if were going to franchise or branch out, when – you think that would be like when, if if everything fell into place, six months, a year, two years? Uh, originally, my plan was a year, but we're already at four months, and um, 
I need, I need people. I just need people. If I like, I, I have want more people as workers. <laughs> I have faith. Okay, I have faith. I have faith. Yeah. <laughs> I have me song. And then I have uh, a part timer, two other part timers. Um, but it's not even close to enough. Like I'm limited by the amount of workers sure. I have. Like right. there are so many things I would like to do. Uh, I would. I I thought it'd be cool to have a food truck. Like before oh, actually having. That's the dream. Having. That's okay. Having a, um, another location, I thought the food truck, if it went around the country, oh. it would actually bring the message, like it would introduce people to us without having to look at social media. Like they would see us yeah. and like go to different festivals. I thought it'd be cool mm-hmm. if we go to festivals, oh. that kind of thing. And then would go to the the franchise idea so oh. that our name would become more known. Food truck. I got, what do you think? We, oh, man. We talk about There's food truck bad. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you what? We talk about getting a food truck I, I all mean, the food time. Food trucks are hard in the winter, but man, for eight months a year, nine months a year, wow, you can just clean And then we up. get to see different places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's And meet beautiful. customers. I love meeting customers. Have you ever seen Chef? Yes. Oh. Oh, did do you I not like were you not like on uh, whatever the mar- the online market after looking for no. like how much is a food truck? <laughs> I, was oh, doing I did. It the I other checked. Day, though. Uh, I was like, okay, but I don't know any of the food truck laws, so I have no idea. Like, just like I didn't know anything about this business, like I need to get information. But that would Mizo, be are you here permanently now? Uh, or do you? Have I'm to here. Go back? So I have this job and then another job I do. The other job is my main job, but this like how much I make if I work all my hours is like how much my rent is. So I'm like, if I work here, it's like my rent is free. <laughs> but I'm I'm, but, um, I'm looking more at the future. Like no, if yeah, you yeah. stayed there for a year and you had an opportunity to open your own, would that um, be something that entices think, someone like you or no? I do enjoy this job, but I think if I were, I would like to help in the future. I do plan to be here kind of like indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think when I get older and want to settle down in my 30s, I'll probably go back to America before my... 20s and younger years i do want to stay here mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's kind of hard because i have like these two jobs that i'm trying to balance right. so i don't know how much time i could dedicate to like opening up a whole right. like a whole new franchise but especially if it's close to my house like it's something i would be interested in helping out in mm. cool there you go duplicate her a few times and <laughs> you'll be on your way she's an awesome worker yeah. i don't think she knows that uh, i tell her yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't know it like and I keep telling her, you did great today. <laughs> I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> so so for now, it's just kind of keep slow and steady, slow and steady, and kind of... S- Build up the customer base. See get, where we get to. Um, hopefully spread the word more and um, figure out our processes. Like, I already mm-hmm. have an idea if there was another store, what the menu would be. Um, I think authentic American food here is something that won't have a problem selling mm. between um, the Koreans loving America right. and between Americans missing, you know, <laughs> a home cooked because it's really a home cooked meal. Yeah. Right. Um, like as if you went to your mom's house or, or your friend's house for a gathering, it's like, it's the same exact meal. Like I want to do Salisbury steak. Like it's not steak, but we loved it. Yeah. You sure. Know? Absolutely. How much? Do you know what Salisbury steak is? Yeah. We okay. have Salisbury in Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have Sal- they're, Salisbury is very popular. Um, it's simple, but it's yummy. It feels good. I want to know how much of this stuff you guys eat. Because you're... 
both both in pretty good shape here. Uh, I mean, I'm, if I was <laughs> if I took one step in that shove, <laughs> actually, I'm dieting after this trip. Because <laughs> with that, because she's yeah, because I don't like wasting food either. So now and she, now she knows that. So she's like the other day she was like gave me this whole case and she's like we're gonna throw this away do you want it and i was like i shouldn't but i'll take it <laughs> do you want me to stop saying that to you? no i don't mind putting it in my freezer and stuff but yeah between that and all the trips i've taken i'm like it's time to diet so for the next week at least don't yeah. offer me after that after that you can offer me or take home things is fine but when if we have like because oftentimes like we'll be like oh we should try this or this got messed up yeah. and da 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 so we'll eat during the day too don't do that for a week <laughs> yeah, you get back Track. December first, yeah. we can start We're again. Clear. Yeah, because it is—it's really hard for Holiday me. So season. I'm wondering how <laughs> sure. she does it too. Yeah. How she's do, been doing how this do for longer. Uh, God. Some days I don't eat that much because I'm so concentrated on doing. I kind of forget about eating. Yeah. The other thing is I fill up really fast. So even if I do eat, I don't eat a whole lot. Um, and when it comes to the desserts. Unless I really, really like it, I typically don't eat the whole thing because I know I have to try something later. Um, I have to try both. Full, yeah, that's full, why. Full I have like both. the appetite of like I a six-foot man, so <laughs> yeah. I can keep eating all day. Nobody wants my half-eaten cupcake if I have the whole thing. <laughs> and I really like vegetables. So Korea is a great spot I, for that. And I really like fruit. Like today, uh, on the way here... I gave her a pumpkin cheesecake, and I'm like, oh, man, I wish I had, like, a piece of fruit. Yeah, pump- Pumpkin's a pumpkin, fruit. Pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin in my cheesecake. I got my fruit. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be eating a lot more fruit if it comes in a cheesecake form. <laughs> oh, that's funny. What, um, just, uh, again, when you said you, you want, or you would franchise, I, there's two or three people in my mind who are teachers. What would you say to someone who has, like, a comfortable teaching career? And, you know, what would be your pitch to them to, to, to jump over to the, to the baking side? Like, open the franchise. What's your, what's your elevator pitch? I feel like with any profession, uh, people tend to get to a point where they, they want to change or they've had enough of it. And I feel like teachers might reach that position sooner than other professions. <laughs> um, children are adorable. They can meet children at the bakery mm. and have fun as opposed to um, having problem children that you could see over and over again or uh, having so much responsibility and having to answer to people in that way. But in the bakery, like, it's just fun. Like, I get excited. I get excited about my orders. Oh, that's awesome. I'll wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning. And it's not stressed excited. It's, oh, my God, I get to make this today. I'm so excited. Um, Someone asked me to make a duck cake. I never made a duck like cake before. Like the shape of a duck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And I, I didn't really exactly, I don't necessarily know exact. is this bad to say this? I don't exactly know what the final product will be when mm. someone asks me to do something. I just have like these little pieces in my head of, oh, maybe we could try this, maybe we could try this. And then in the end, you make it and it's like, oh, it came out okay. I yeah. like it. I like it. I'm yeah. happy to give this to the customer. <laughs> and like the creativity that we can do in the store like, I paint, I draw, but I don't have the time to do that. And I don't do it like I used to when I was younger and with my children and stuff. So mm. I can take my creativity and use it in the store mm. and make people happy. And, yeah, it's eaten and it's gone, but you have a picture and you have a memory. And you have someone sure. who made their event really happy. 
Like yeah. It made it special for them. And um, I don't want to be the kind of bakery that you have to like work till you die kind of idea. I want it to be like, okay, you don't have to make a ton, a ton of money. You can, but just make it so that you still enjoy your work and you have enough to live on and take care of oh, any employees. That's a great philosophy. You know, it's like, it's not about work. It's about um, taking care of people when you're in the position to be able to commun- community uh, contributing where you can. Like uh, in the beginning, people didn't know about our store in the community. And I would just go outside and give a $5 cookie that I painted, not painted, decorated with a sugar cookie mm. to the kids passing by. You know, mm. it's like, it's not doing me any good sitting in the store. Here, have a cookie. Enjoy yeah. it. And, you know, to see the little kid's face pop, brighten, and the mother's like, oh, thank you. Like, the stranger's giving my kid a cookie. Yeah. You know? As long as they're not the strangers at the playground giving my kids candies and say, come to church tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No strings attached. They're always cookies, handing those things out with all these messages in it. Really? Dad, oh, look, that, look at that. Like, oh, that's oh, when oh, you're oh. giving out the free cake. I would imagine that's yeah. where people were worried about. Oh. They do it. But there's a little Every, park over here. All the time, especially here's the kids. A, here's they a bag of- outside the schools. They give them free. The, really? Or, or it's for a hogwan. They give them a, a brochure for a hogwan, but it's got like 10 candies in it. So every kid's going to say yes. Yeah, it's very, very common. Because they told me to go. There's a school right next to me. They told me to go there and hand out uh, samples there. And I haven't done it yet because it's like 830 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that's just not a good time. But I think about doing it sometimes. But so if I did it, I would not want to hand out a brochure. Just give them the cookie. Mm, yeah. Give it to them because that would be yeah. different than what they. So do like what I did right in front of my store. Right. Just do yeah. it. Over I was going to say the pitch could be just come up to Seoul for a week and hang out in the in the kitchen, and if you like it, then you're made. You're... Okay, so there's a little difficulty in that. No, I, I don't mean for real, but I mean just to get a vibe of what it's like and oh, how yeah. we work and only because that it's fun in Korea and... to be in the food industry, you have to get a. A Q-tip oh, in the oh, Q-tip oh. in the bump. They didn't tell me that. She didn't tell me that. <laughs> I didn't tell her. No, I didn't tell her. So I went and like, so I did the X-ray thing, and then like I go to the little uh, like the front desk, and she's like pull out Q-tip, yeah. starts talking Korean, and I'm like, oh, Hold no, on, it's all. not a Q-tip. And she's it's like, this long. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh, because I'm like, oh, is it like COVID? You have to like swab your mouth, and then she's like, insert it one centimeter up your anus, and I was like, <laughs> I was like. Okay. And then I sat in that ba- I was so scared. I sat in the bathroom for like seven minutes, like texting my friends, like, what do I, I do? How bad do I want this job? She didn't tell me that part. But no, I How purpose- bad do I yeah. want this job? So I was like, should I just leave? Should I just not work this? Is it worth it? But I got it done. I purposely didn't tell her about that part. Listen, our, our NGO was doing a food tent at a festival or something, and Buddy's like, well, you're the vice president every year. You're going to be there in charge of the tent and this, that. You got to go and be the official food guy or something. Okay, whatever. What do I got to do? Sign this paper, this, that, check. I'm like, what does my health have to do with the booth? I mean, most of the guys selling food, the owner's in Seoul or something. He's got nothing to do with right. the actual. It's not like you're touching the food, do And they're it? like, you know, oh, hepatitis. Like, the guy on the certificate's not even here. She goes, okay, same thing. Oh, take this, go around the corner upstairs, whatever. And I was like, <laughs> like, I don't know. What, how, does, how do how you does, measure two centimeters? <laughs> and I pulled it out and I was like, is this enough? I don't know. Am I looking for a residue? Like, what am I supposed? What the hell's supposed to be on here? Like, do you go down? And he's like, sorry, try it again. Like, what? Oh. and I was like, what we're selling? What were we selling? Like hot dogs or something? I was like, this is insane, man. The guy selling hot dogs outside in the corner of the bar at home doesn't have a 
<laughs> yeah no i just meant how would you you pitch someone like that it sounds like a fun enjoyable loving place to to hang out and to work and to come and watch or whatever would we we have people we have customers that sit there for hours mm-hmm. in inside the bakery just chatting with us yeah uh, so yeah if they want to come up and just you know hey i observe that would be wonderful um they can if they get the test they can I have no problem with them working with us if they if they get that test first, but um, we have that responsibility. If someone came from the city, and sometimes they do stop by to make sure I'm not using huh. plastic goods inside the store for customers sitting down, so I'm just like... Oh, the, interesting. Yeah. So we'll just give them someone's number over there for the tips and advice on how, yeah. to, how to navigate, a, how to navigate the pro now. <laughs> <laughs> tip, tip one, Q-tip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Practice at home first. How yeah. bad do I want yeah. this job? Guys? Actually, actually, I was crying. I think like a single tear slipped down my cheek. I was shocked. Like the lady, when she said to me, because I didn't know either when I went there and then there's a diagram on the table and I was like, that looks like a butt. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, I'm like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah. yeah. Like, Swab the other cheeks. Yeah. I'm like, Why? I thought it was going to be like a blood test, and I'm not good with needles. So I was like preparing for the wrong thing. I was like, I'm going to have to get like blood Supplies. drawn. And then, nope, it's worse. <laughs> it's somehow worse. Oh, man. When I did mine, when I was working at the kindy, the, there was a, a whole <laughs> – it was a different kindergarten, but I went into the – what is that called? Like the Bogonso. The health center. The health center. I went in and there was another kindergarten there doing like height and weight checks and whatever. And uh, the lady's like, uh, oh, you got to, you know, you got to put it in your butt and whatever. I was like, where do I do it? Because all the kids are running in and out of the bathroom. (laughs) On the first floor, she's like, go upstairs. So, okay. Went up to the second floor. No lights. Everything's off. I'm like, oh, she just wants me to do it here. Drop my drawers in the middle of the thing. <laughs> oh, I'm doing it in the middle of the There's no one there. Dropping it in the middle of the hallway. Man, the cleaning lady comes around the corner. <laughs> the nine-year-old cleaning lady. She... <laughs> She's all I could think is like the, you know she's been doing that job for so long, <laughs> and every Monday she comes around the corner and, nothing, and nothing's ever different. <laughs> Here she is. Uh, Poor I, lady. I remember bringing mine downstairs and crossing paths with someone like you, like just a random lady who was there doing her thing. And good luck. You're like you check out that one. Like, ooh, is mine the right color? Wrong color? Enough, enough dust? Not enough? They hold it up to a paint chip. Like how? <laughs> You're waiting on the thing for the guy. Like we're here to turn in our uh, our samples. Yeah, not the best part. Oh, I think experience. I think you had a delivery in Busan yesterday, right? Yeah. Do you have a following? Do you have clients from Busan currently, or? Uh, it's been a little quiet because I I used to come to Busan twice a month because right. I had an apartment down in Guangali. Yeah. But since then, since the store opened, I hadn't been able to do that, so I haven't. That makes a difference. Um, I did have some customers the last one of the last times I came to Busan because I used to post that I'm coming. Right. Um, but I do have uh, people in the states who have me delivered to Busan. <clears throat> but I just mean again in terms of getting it out there. If you say I don't, like, it's hard to find people. I don't know if it's the wrong places or not enough people know or whatever yet. But man, I'm, I'm definitely sure there's some people out there. I've had. I've had people from Daejeon come to the store. I've had people from Miryang come to the store. So cool. because of the expat women um, right. posting that I do, yeah. I'm, I am I have clients in Jonan, Yorandong. 
down in Mopo. Mm. That, yeah, ha- Mopo. that has me West Orlando. West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're known <clears throat> throughout at least the expat women, right. um, which of course would contact expat men possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the taste may not have been experienced. They just see the pictures all yeah. the time. Mm. <laughs> cool. I got uh, a couple here. There, if you watch TV here, I know there's a lot of famous celebrity chefs and whatnot. Is there any that have caught your eye, whether it's here or back home, someone that you would hope to to meet one day? I mean, a lot of maybe young English guys are like, oh, I want to meet Gordon Ramsay or something like that. Is there any famous baker that you'd like to make collab with or, or just meet in general? Okay, I'd like to clarify something. People say, oh, you're in Korea. You have a bakery. You're living the dream. This was never a dream. <laughs> I just bake. Yeah. I just cook. I just like to bake and cook for people. So, mm. like, I entered this thing with Buddy uh, from... Cake Boss? Yeah, I entered oh, this I thing. Oh, I love Cake Boss. Uh, they had, like, um, a, a bakery contest or something. I entered it, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool, you know. Win some money for the bakery. And then they had it that you had to get people to vote for your bakery to win. I was like, no. no I'm not going to impose yeah. on people for that. Yeah. It's like, so then I just stopped it. You can click three times a day. It, hey, just I, keep refreshing the page. I, Enter your I phone number and all I your personal want, details. I don't, you know, it's it's hard enough to sell to try to sell to people. Yeah. To ask people to do this for me, I just felt like people got better stuff to do with their time than to, sure. to win some money for my bakery. It's fine. Yeah. Like, but... Uh, anybody that makes good food, like I would love to meet you and like show me something that I don't know. Uh, but no, I don't have no, no, big one. No, what about I don't really watch TV here? Okay, uh, I oh, but the, but the quality of programming is so incredible. <laughs> I watch K dramas on Netflix. Oh, nice. That's what about uh, what about a famous bakery? I mean, like Nate just said, he went to he was in the stand countries there and he's what was that one with the it looked like a big kiln where they're whipping the bread on yeah, the inside of the make, thing they make that traditional Uzbek bread in the big the big it's just like a big fireplace like I'd love to visit a place they like just that. go slap them on the wall like 150 of them at once and they just reaches in there he reaches right into the fire he comes out sweating he's slapping these loaves of bread on the wall and I would, then he scoops them out with like a fishing net <laughs> and he scoops out four or five at once it's really wild I'd like to visit a place like that is there any bakeries that I mean, whether you've just seen them online uh, in your experience, have you seen one that you're like, oh, I'd love to go there and see their okay. see their setup? Or okay, I have the opposite thought. Okay, I would love to go see Paris Baguette's bake, uh, factory. Oh, cool! I'm just curious what they do and who they actually distribute to because I feel like when I go to a bakery in Korea, yeah, they all taste exactly the same. Yeah, and they all look exactly the same. Sure. So I'm really curious how they oh, do that. Oh, interesting. Not that I want to repeat it, because then I know I want to do the opposite. Yeah. But I'm just curious. Yeah. Just, I bet it'd, it'd be so, so like disheartening to go in and just see like, <laughs> like it just, it's just like this one machine squirting out little things of cakes. Oh, oh no. Um, and what about, uh, is there any baking hack that you could, um, that maybe you could share that comes off the top of your head? A baking hack just for the lay baker at, uh, at home, anything, uh, any tips like 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 a Martha Stewart ish kind of when, when you're baking cookies, try uh, you know add a dash of cinnamon for to do something. Uh, <laughs> I, I know I'm putting you on the spot. I'll delete all home, this dead air. Door. I always prefer watching like 
uh, I like when I made like my first cake. I think all of the videos I used were TikTok videos because okay. I think from I think it really helps being a visual learner or yeah. having a visual guide rather than just like instructions. Because like sometimes instructions will be like bake until medium brown, and it's like okay, well how medium brown yeah. like what what exact color you get that paint chip out again from yeah the, from the like i need zone. a color code like what do you mean medium brown so i think especially for new bakers following videos yeah uh would be a lot better than just like printing out a recipe and following yeah, it absolutely yeah. so i think one of the things that i appreciate the most um that i've learned along the way is when you're trying to put certain kind of batters or that kind of thing or frosting into a small space or a fine space to actually put it first in saran wrap and then put it inside of a piping bag. And because of doing that first, you don't have this horrible mess all over your piping bag. And mm. like, cause like even when we put the donuts in the uh, baking pan, the, the size is, is pretty small. Our donuts are mini donuts and you have this, sloppy dough so by putting it in a saran wrap first then putting it in the piping bag and then we pipe it into the donut pan the mess stays contained there is no mess yeah. and it makes for a much neater result so oh, cool that is like one of the most helpful and it goes across the board whether it's that or um frosting uh i used it the other day for <coughs> something else too so it's helpful it's kind of boring, but it's very helpful. Hmm. Oh, there's a quite the learning curve with piping bags. We used to work at the uh, at a kindy, and we used to do baking sometimes, and we just had disposable piping bags. I oh my god, just made such a mess. Not pinching the top properly. I'm just a ziploc bagger. Uh, a ziploc bagger. Just, yeah, that works too. It's just so much easier. I did the That's how I deviled eggs the other day, and I just ziploc it and. I grow. I grouted these tiles with uh, with Ziploc bags. <laughs> really? <laughs> I swear to God. Wow. Well, look at you like the drips. It looks like a nice uh, Halloween cake. <laughs> it just has a natural effect. That's all. Sweet. <laughs> there's if, if we can change directions a little bit. We don't have a ton of time, but there's another side or another part to this story. Can you share a little bit about your journey uh, back to Korea, and maybe give us a little bit of the background? Uh, and how how you got back here and the the three year history might you know have some people wondering what what was before or how did you you just randomly picked up and came here i think it's a it's an amazing story and uh well the videos are are really touching can you tell us a little bit about the history of how you got here so i was born in korea and at three and a half years old, I was sent to the United States and adopted by a wonderful family. Uh, but I always wished I was in Korea. Uh, apparently, part of me knew <laughs> that I definitely had family uh, because I used to always say to myself, I want to be in Korea. And when I was in my 20s and pregnant with my second, um, I tried looking for my family, but was not successful. Uh, there was nothing in my file to help me. And then uh, 2017, 2018, I saw the movie Lion, which is about Ooh. a man from India who got separated from his family as a child, adopted by Nicole Kidman. And... <laughs> 
I saw that. That's Australia, a good movie. Yeah. And I was in tears and I saw that he was able to find his his hometown because of Google Earth. Google, yeah. And of course, there was no Google Earth back then. Uh, so I was like, maybe there is technology today that can help me. So then I found Korean American adoptees Facebook group. No idea it even existed. Mm. Uh, and they gave a free DNA test out. And they also introduced me to a tour for adoptees that would that the government sponsored to reintroduce us to our homeland. So I did the tour, did the DNA test. DNA test. When I came here, I was here for three weeks. I did a week with the tour, uh, did a week in my hometown, and took a week and drove the peninsula and basically went to everything I could see on the way. Mm. And I went home and I said, I'm home for like a week and I'm just crying because I'm like, oh my God. Um, I had no idea that it would have that effect on me. I had no idea what to do with my life at that point. I just kept thinking to myself, mom, if you're out there, I tried and I failed and mm -hmm. I'm really sorry. Um, but after that, I heard that we could become citizens again, adoptees. And the, basically, as soon as I got back, I got my F4 visa. And then in order to finish the process, you had to be in Korea. So I went to Korea after that, finished the process, then had to wait. COVID came. But before COVID came, um, I got a message through MyHeritageDNA, January 25, 2019. Mm. And it said, hello, are you in the United States? Are you Korean? I think we're related something like that wow. and the message was from so but i opened up the my heritage portal and it said that i had a full sister in belgium kim holland wow. and i freaked out yeah. i cried i paced i screamed and we ended up facetiming that night and my heritage paid for us to meet in korea the following month wow. um that was amazing we had 10 days together at first, her husband thought that I was a scam. Sure. That yeah. I was my heritage trying to get their money. But as soon as he saw us talking on the phone together, he was like, you guys are sisters. Like, we don't look like each other at all, I don't think. But our mannerisms, the way we talk, we end up, we have. Nigerian am I getting prince off, style. Am, am I getting off topic? No, no, no. Go, go. We both uh, have daughters the same age. Like, oh. we both have sons the same age, like within months of being born. Wow. Um, both of our sons are gay. Like, how how does this happen? Wow, like, I have friends that I've known my whole life. We do not have anything in common at yeah. all, even close. Um, <laughs> Here we go. You know? Like, we're not twins. Yeah. We're two years apart. Yeah. But, like, we wow. have these. And then we have other things in common, which are, like, how the heck. Like, we've had similar surgeries. Like, how the heck? That's huh. Like, we didn't even know. So then, uh, after that. Um, after I got my citizenship, my friend's like, well, you should learn the language now. Because Korean adoptees don't have to learn the language to get their <clears> citizenship back. <throat> so then I was like, okay, I'll do that. And then I was like, oh, but I would learn so much faster if I was in Korea. <laughs> so then I was saying to my kids, um, I'm going to go to Korea to learn. And then I just never left. And here I am. <laughs> I came to teach for a year. Of that, uh, that's How long ago was that? 16. <laughs> My wow. kids are like, Mom, you have a business in Korea now. I think you should say you moved to Korea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wow. 
That's I watched all the videos there online, the My Heritage videos. Really, really powerful stuff. We'll post them in the in the description. But that was that was an incredible story, man. And I just after a whole lifetime of wondering, and within a month you get the message, and within a month you're you've met. It just was incredible. Like, I watched that video and I cry again. Oh god! Like I'm so glad you I had it. I'm so glad I have that. You like killed me this morning that. watching that, man. How Just did to tell my daughter, I'm like, oh, I, I need to use the bathroom. I'll be back in a second. Hold on. <laughs> how, how did, when you said you tried in your 20s, how did you try initially? Uh, you can write to your adoption agency and ask for information. Okay. And I did that. You know, Good. what's interesting is um, my sister and I were put at different railroad stations in Daegu three weeks apart. Yep. Um, so, of course, the police would have no idea that we mm. were related. We were sent to two different adoption agencies, mm. two different parts of Korea. Um, and uh, I was the older one. And when I had come back from Korea the first time, I was crying for that week. And I had this weird feeling that I had a sister. I had never thought that my whole like mm. existence that I know of that I had a sister. But at that huh. moment, and I was like... Pfft. Something, what kind of nonsense is this? You something know? deep down. But then after I met my sister, my mom told me a story. She said that when I was 10 years old, she had yelled at me for something. I was not mm. necessarily a well-behaved child. Um, <laughs> she yelled at me for something. She says, you know what you said back to me? She said, are you going to give me away like you gave my sister away? That's oh. the only time that was ever mentioned. Yeah. She forgot the story. She never told me about yeah. it. I was like, mom, all these years, you never, like 40 yeah. some odd years yeah. ago, you never told me. But wow. I was like, Wow. So I knew you I had knew a sister. Somewhere, yeah. What three-year-old doesn't know their mom is pregnant? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I knew I had a sister. Wow. I just didn't know I knew I had a sister. Yeah. Wild. <clears throat> Incredible. So the second time you did it, I think I wrote somewhere that you thought uh, you thought it was like it, it seemed very far-fetched that you would find somebody. Yeah, I know. The, the second time, and then y- you hope. Yeah. You hope. Mm. Like, you never lose hope. I think until I die, I'm not going to lose hope that I'm going right. to find my parents. Mm. Um, until until it's, like, really... Like, when I hit 80, I know my parents are dead. I think. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but that's still a while away. But even if I don't find my parents, it would be nice to, like, find a cousin that lived sure. in Korea. Yeah. Or Uncle, uh, anybody. Somebody, like, yeah. just even even like a second cousin that's, like, younger, like, way younger than me, just to see. Because when I first saw... The DNA result tests Perfect back match. in 2018. No, no, back in 2018, the first time when I did it, because she didn't do hers till a year later. Mm. I was like, "Wow, there are Korean people, and they're related to me. I've never, I've never seen another Korean person related to me." Because yeah. the DNA test yeah. is one that, like, it'll bring you out like six cousin, mm. right. but they're Korean. Mm. I'm like, "Wow, this is really." So I contacted some. I met one. Yeah. Uh, I actually have another first half cousin that got adopted to South Carolina. We haven't met yet, but we talk wow. online once in a while. But we did video chat my sister and her and I. Um, cool. DNA tests are awesome. You, you can't... Uh, <clears throat> I know in one of them you said, it's not that I don't cherish <clears throat> the opportunity to meet them or, or I don't appreciate them. I do fully, but I'm not looking for my fifth cousin. I'm looking for right. closer. Is there not with the technology these days and stuff to work it back I mean, I mean, the family tree would be massive, but is there a way to work it back, or is that not? There is practical, but you have to have the connecting people. The other people the have DNA. to do their DNA test. So uh, there is okay. someone that was was adopted to one of the Norwegian countries. Mm-hmm. Um, he found his uh, parents in Miryang, so I have some connection to Miryang, and he had the one side test 
for me, but there was no match. So the side that hasn't tested, there's somebody really? in there that's somehow okay. connected to me, but hmm. he wasn't able to get them to do it. Interesting. Like, uh, you just want to pass someone and, like, pull their hair, <laughs> take their glass. Ja- <laughs> Jabbing <YouTube>. people. <laughs> Here comes me on with the Q-tips. <laughs> Do you know that lady in Dagger that walks around with the long (laughs) Q-tip? What's up with her? Yeah, so, like, if people don't realize that that they could actually, like, there's a lot of expats that are married to somebody that's Korean. Mm. Koreans can get a free DNA test by, um, uh, uh, my heritage, not my heritage. FTDNA DNA test, and mm. the point is, is to help us Koreans to find. It's not to like be part of a crime scene or anything. It's <laughs> yeah. just by doing that, you they can help Connect fill the in box. the connect, and it mm. doesn't cost anything. Yeah. All they do is have to like swab Ooh. the inside of their cheek in their mouth. Um, what if you want to sell hot dogs <laughs> at the market <laughs> for thirty seconds, yeah. and then you just send in the test, and <clears> like you don't know do, whose life you can change. Yeah, like yeah. like there's so many. So what happened was I was on SBS. Uh, called a show called Why, and then somebody in Busan contacted the sh- show, and their sister in Chuncheon contacted the show, and they thought my sister and I were their children, but it wasn't us. Mm. I, the years didn't even match up right, but mm. I said, you know, I'll do it anyway. So I said to the SBS uh, interviewer, I said, could you have her do an FT DNA test, please? Because the Korean DNA tests only go for immediate relation mm. the one that's with the police station and they will not their test will, can't go beyond beyond plus if you're not a parent child relationship they don't care mm. they won't let you know but the ft dna test will take it to basically forever like you go back to i don't know st louis, so don't st. louis. anybody like michael jackson sure martin luther king yeah uh, hmm. andrew jackson i don't know sure. you can take yeah. it far back anyways um so the woman couldn't, she did the FTDNA test. So because of the interview, it, it didn't benefit me, but she found her daughter in Norway. Oh, wow. And that was amazing. Good. Like, I was part of that. I knew that, like, the odds of, I still know the odds of me finding any more family is very small. But by talking about it, I know that other people can be helped. There's another person that's American. She moved to the Netherlands. She had seen my sisters in my interview. So she decided DNA test. She found her father mm. like a year before he died wow. here in Korea because we because of our documentary. Sure. So even if I can't personally benefit from it, at least I can help other people. Awesome. Um, so I know personally four people who were able to find their family only because we had done yeah. what we did in Korea. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So are you also on this journey as well? Are you? Um, <clears throat> mine's kind of also a long story. How much time we got? I can give a summarized <laughs> no, version. Uh, yeah, and just we don't we don't have a ton, I guess. But I uh, I guess when I was younger, I have a very close relationship with my parents, and where I grew up, very white. Like I think the town I grew up in, I might have been the only Asian person. Like not even just Korean Asian mm-hmm. person. So I grew up like with the mindset of, like I like. I knew, like, I guess I was Korean, but my mindset, like, I would constantly forget, and I would literally think I was a white person. <laughs> so you said I, something similar, right? Yeah. Christine? Yeah. So I remember, like, kids, like, when you find out you're adopted, they're like, "But don't you want to meet your real parents?" And right. I was like, 
well, these are these adopted people are my real parents. So I didn't have a lot of interest in that and not a lot of interest in just like Korea in general. I think in middle school, I got into like Japanese pop culture Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until like maybe like 2016, 2016 that I got into like K-dramas and stuff and then like more Korean pop culture. And that's when I started getting interested in the culture. But it still wasn't very family based. I never had a big like uh desire to like meet like my birth mom or anything um i went to korea in 2019 and then last year i came back for a study a study abroad and then it was like while i was here i was like well i think i'm gonna be here for like five months i think it would be a shame to like not i guess see contact my adoption agency Mm. and see where it goes so i contacted my adoption agency and my process was very quick and smooth they were like oh yeah your mom came here like a few years ago asking for a picture of you really yeah so they had like they like had full connection so Hmm. then i asked like i was like oh like well where do we go from here so they contacted her and they said like uh, because you guys know like the stigma of like you know but like she has a new family now and Mm -hmm. it could like really be a big backlash on her family life and i understood so i wasn't like torn up about it but i asked them to send her like a message from me which is basically like uh because like the circumstances of my birth were pretty tragic it seemed like there was a lot of trauma and stuff. So I didn't want her to, like, feel bad because I lived a very good life. I'm happy I was adopted to the family that yeah. I have. Uh, I was very grateful that the parents uh, that adopted me adopted me. Like, I, I think, had a very good I think good this life. is the hard part to kind of like, where do you go next or what? Okay, I found somebody. Now, mm-hmm. is it okay to... You can't just go knock on the door or something, can you? Like, what is the, how does the, and everybody's situation is totally different. Mm-hmm. And and some want to meet and some might not. And yeah. So how did it? So I, so I basically said like, oh, like, I hope uh, you don't feel bad. I'm living a very good life and I'm doing well. So please don't worry about me. And I hope uh, everything that happened, like you don't feel guilty and you don't feel like you've made a mistake. I hope we can both live happy lives and the adoption agency lady said she was like so touched by my message that she urged my birth mom to write me a letter and it was really sweet um she basically told like like she didn't initially want to give me up but eventually they decided it would be the best Mm -hmm. and that only uh like her close friend there's only one person in her life that knows about me and whenever they meet up and drink like they always talk about me which is very sweet and then we exchanged a lot more letters and we like some things like we're similar, like we both can't eat spicy food well, and da da da. And did you was, have, did you ever end up meeting? Uh, yeah, I'm getting to that part. So, <laughs> uh, eventually, she did want to meet me, which is like a big step from not even wanting to like Oof. talk to me. But this is where it gets but even, really even sad. Not even interested in Korea a couple of years before, like yeah. Wow. So this is where it gets really sad. Uh, I told my adoption agency, uh, like, oh, I would be free at this time. And I didn't hear anything back. And that day, uh, I was like, you know, I was studying abroad and it was kind of during like the end of COVID. So all the classes were still online. Mm-hmm. So like I was like doing my online class and then I was meeting friends later. So I like took a nap and then like went out to meet friends. And then I checked my email and it was from the adoption agency saying like, oh, like, where are you? Are you coming? Your oh. mom's here. And I was like, I called them 
and I was like, you didn't tell me we were meeting. Cause like, they were like, what times would you be free? And I was like, oh, I'd be free at this time. And I didn't hear anything back. So oh. I thought they were still discussing the yeah. time. Oh. And the also my mom didn't sometimes. live in Seoul. Yeah. So she drove up in secret and I was so oh, no. just sad. When was it? Uh, last year, May. Oh, the lack yeah. of communication here is yeah, and incredible like, sometimes. Uh, yeah, I was really upset, but like the lady was like very apologetic. Yeah. So like, I don't like fully blame it. And she yeah. tried to mend it too. She was like, oh, like what if we went down to meet them? Like we'll, we'll drive you and stuff. But it just didn't work out because like there was stuff with like my, them saying and like, uh, her parents-in-laws and that stuff didn't right, work out right. and i just yeah i feel i hope she knows it's not my fault because i feel really bad because like imagine like you didn't even want to like you were too scared to like yeah. even meet even yeah, talk yeah, to yeah. me even send a message and sure. then you worked up the courage to, to want to meet me sure. because it seems like it was probably something like a like the momentum of everything brought her to that courage yeah. and now it's all lost yeah so since right. then and then uh, I contacted my, I kept it a little bit in contact with my adoption agency. I told you this when we first met. I have a really bad memory. That was on the first day. She was still trying to watch the pen with the SMS. Stop! She's like, I don't remember anything except that damn pen I was trying to watch. <laughs> Smell of burnt caramel brings these Wait, I forgot back. what you did for the rest of the day, remember? Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I've kept in contact with the adoption agency a bit and they've tried to contact her and she hasn't responded so I think uh, whenever you write letters it has to go through the agency uh, yeah I didn't get the, her contact information like uh... yeah so I think I missed that one window of opportunity and I don't think it's going to come back what if you wrote letters again well, I mean, I think right now they don't, they can't even get in contact with oh. her or she's not responding, I think. Oh. So, yeah. So, and it also sucks because for some reason my emails got wiped and I didn't have them backed up. So I lost all the letters. Oh, oh no. no. Yeah. So overall, all bad situation. And now it's kind of like giving me like, I really, because it's like at first I wasn't interested, but the deeper you get into something, mm. the more that curiosity builds. Sure. And it's kind of like if I didn't go down this path, like I wouldn't have that longing and like guilt right now. But I'm still glad that I did. What if you just keep writing letters anyway? Yeah. Well, I mean, they can't even get in contact with her. So right, but they're, they're not getting a response. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they don't I don't think I want to, I don't know. I don't think I'd want to badger her like that because like as no, long no, as just, she. Just restarting it. You don't have to badger her, like, send a letter every day, but just restart the process. Well, I don't, well, they can't even, like, get, I don't think, I, I don't think that's something I'd be comfortable with. Okay. I think I, I, my priority is, like, her comfort and how she feels rather sure. than mine. Yeah. Cool. Send her some baked goods. <laughs> oh, there we go. No. Now we're talking. <laughs> lemon, Send her some salted caramel. Dizzy, dizzy, try that again. Try that again. Dizzy, dizzy, put a shot of something in there. You get it. Send her some salted caramel brownies. <laughs> I like the cream cheese brownies more. <laughs> so, Chris, Christine, back to you. I just you you said when you when you first got here, uh, and it, just that feeling that wow, I belong and everybody looks like me and I I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. But a lot of people coming back, and, and a lot of the Gyopo Americans that come back, they have like a double-sided feeling where you feel like that. But on the other hand, when they treat you like a Korean and you're, now your age is important and I'm, I'm older than you, so you have to serve me. And all these different uh, hierarchical rules that they follow and the customs and stuff sometimes maybe overshadows some of those feelings. What was it 
like the I mean the first thing of I'm I'm home I'm here this is where I feel but uh, after that the first week or whatever and driving like Korean driving is crazy you just came and got a car and just, I'm gonna drive around the country for a week it took me like years to get the courage up to think I was good enough to drive I asked her that in, in the Korea. car ride over I was like <laughs> she drives like a boss man just hey I'm from America I can drive anywhere give me an, a half ton and I'm good to go what, what was it like you just asked a lot of questions uh, <laughs> Okay, so let me take the last one, the driving. So I live two hours from New York in, in the States, so I used to go to New York six times a week uh, oh. to go dancing. So I was used to driving in New York, and I figured if I can drive in New York, I can drive anywhere. Sure. Uh, and once you get out of Seoul, the driving is quite different. Um, so I don't like to be told no. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like to do what I want to do. Mm. And I knew that coming to Korea that I wouldn't really see everything I wanted to see just from um, being in Seoul. So I wanted to feel for the country. Yeah. Uh, as for... He was asking <clears throat> about... Oh, the hierarchy. Here and, and, no. no, but I think in terms of just having kind of... Not not two identities, but I mean, being, being American, but then having to conform to... Uh, when people view you, you said you felt... Korean when you when you landed everyone kind of looked like you like did you have to um, did you have to conform to those norms after you're meeting people so it's a sometimes a mental battle that I have to uh, figure out in my head but okay so I'm Korean by birth I'm Korean by looks and that's where it ends uh, but then I tell myself I am the way I am because you sent me to the United States. So if you don't like how I am, it's not my fault. Yeah. Like, I don't know your customs. I know some of them now and I, I can do some of them. So I try to do what I can and the rest, I just hope they forgive me. Yeah. Because I don't know these things because I had no one to, no one to teach me. Sure. I think the younger generation is getting a lot more accepting understanding, empathetic, open about these things, not just for adoptees, but in general, like they're not so harsh on us. Like, hey, I'm, I'm trying my best, man. Like, I, you know, not everybody coming to Canada follows all the stuff. Like, come on, let's be serious here. I, we, we try. Cut us some slack. Sure. And and often you get, wow, your Korean's great. Oh, how do you know that? Or, oh, yeah. oh. But I, it's different. I'm obviously not Korean. And even if I have a Korean passport, they still wouldn't take me as Korean. Right. But... But you're not really Korean. What my passport says I am. Nah, but you know. Um, but for you, it's different because they any random Korean approaching you, I now say, oh, blah, 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 and you, oh, okay, slow down. Just by the way I speak, they know immediately that, in fact, they usually think I'm Chinese, which is a bit annoying because that's what they thought in the States. And now I'm in Korean. They still think I'm Chinese. It's because my Korean is so choppy. Right. But... Uh, as far as what they expect of me, even when they look at me, they know I'm not quite Korean because of my hair, apparently the way I part it, yeah. that alone, mm. then my makeup, then my clothes, mm -hmm. and then the way I walk. And of course the way, because Korean women tend to be very timid, they give that perception. 
and I'm pretty bold. That's why I said the driving, <laughs> driving first week here, I can drive anywhere, no problem. Do you know how to park on the sidewalk? <laughs> well, sure, I could try. I've, I've learned quite a few things <laughs> in my, you know, less than three years of driving here. I took my, like, I thought in New York I had to change my driving, but it's even more, I am definitely a more forceful driver here. Sure. Well, it's one of the things that comes out in the videos, in chatting with you, whatever, is that you're just that strong, independent woman that, you know, I feel here like they can, you can pretend you're strong, but it's just in certain points that you, or certain aspects of life, you want to give that image off. But in the end, we, we know it's not, that's not the right. real deal. But I mean, when I watch you and hear you and chat, I'm like, she's just that... Determined. Yeah, just that so, North American woman that comes with the gusto, man. Don't don't screw around. You so get put in your place. <laughs> when when uh, we started the bakery, uh, we knew it was coming. Like in March, as soon as I bought wallpaper, I'm like, okay, crap, I'm making a shop here. Like that was <laughs> that was the thing. I bought the wallpaper. I'm like, okay, here I go. Like it's the inertia thing. I didn't really know exactly what I was doing. It just kept moving. So you were the number one VIP user of every expat in Korea. <laughs> Six posts a day. What kind of wallpaper glue? How do I do this? How do I do that? Where do I get this? How do I get that tool? How do I get this? Like, she's on fire, man. Holy, he's got 12 questions a day on here. It's just that same lady that's giving out free pumpkin cake. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you had that that resource to use oh, because, yeah, man. I didn't know you, anything. And everybody was answering and offering, like, now she's going to filter all these crazy answers. Like, some guys here, some guys here. They got all different answers on there. And Hey, that's what it's there for. It was a valuable resource. Oh, yeah. Huge. You know, and Michael would just, like, reply to me, too. And I'm like, okay, I know I don't have to filter his. Right. I know his will be a straightforward, yeah. easy answer that I can find. Is that Michael Ben? Michael Hollyfield. Hollyfield. He's the yeah. one that um, that started the Every Expat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. You learn who's dependable and who yeah, gives yeah, straight answers and who's... So when we, we started it, um, originally, it was like, it ba- the idea just kind of would like build on to each other. Like, okay, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. And we didn't know. And I was like, I need outside seating. I can only fit six people inside this store. I need to have outside seating. So then we started building pergolas and um, flower boxes outside. Yeah. Now, that alone made quite a fuss in the area that I live in because women do not do construction. <laughs> yeah. I never made a flower box before. Yeah. I never made a pergola before. Do what you got to do. And I looked online and I'm like, okay. But I have made things, just not those. Mm. So I was like, okay, got to figure out these measurements. I need to know the width of the wood. I need to know what nails I can get where. It was quite a pro Like, to do anything done here, because this is a foreign country for me, anything is difficult. Sure. But the people would stop and they would be like, just stand there and watch us, like with their mouths dropped, like, yo, job. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so that was great advertising, actually, for the business. But, like, I'm used to, if I want to do something, I'm going to learn how to do it. Sure. Or I'm going to, like, try really hard, and if I can't do Like, my KitchenAid broke. I never fixed a KitchenAid before. <laughs> I watched a YouTube video. I bought the piece back for me with me from the States when yeah. I was there, and I fixed it, and it didn't work. I was like, what the heck? The results are usually good. Why is this not working? Watched to the KitchenAid guy. He closed it all the way and it worked. I was like, oh, that's all. That's all. (laughs) Nice. You know, you you do something because you're just going to do it. Yeah. No one's going to tell you no because you're doing it. That's awesome. What, uh, what you got? Let me go for a little bit. Five five minutes probably. Which is. I do want to just remind you. 
What a good worker she is. Uh, I was going to say, she could replace the broken kitchen. If she didn't want to move to the States, it would not upset me at all. Uh, like, if she wanted to stay here, I'd be like, okay. Because what I really want... I see franchises. What I really want, like, when I was originally thinking of this idea of, like, franchising, I'm like, I need some good people that I can depend on that are willing to take, the, to, to willing to take this as far as this can go. Mm. Like, I don't want someone that's just going to, like, there's a lot of people that stay here for, like, a few years and leave. Like, I need someone that definitely has a plan of staying here and come with me and let's do this together. You know, I'm not someone that, you know, like, some CEOs, they make all the money. And then their their lower people make nothing. It's like if you stick with me, we're going to take this. Like even my children, like they worked for me, but I ended up giving them each a quarter of the business while I was here in Korea, so they could run it. Mm. And the workers, like they they got paid well. Like mm. I'm not someone who's. Can I just good. send my daughter up there for training? No, <laughs> she'll Please. be your partner. Trainer for how old is she? Ten. Trainer for five young. years. I love working with kids. Trainer so for five adorable. years, and she'll be your number one, and that's it. We'll be set. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's, any any closing thoughts i mean we'll post uh, the social media links and and all that stuff any any closing thoughts on either either part of the the story the business uh recruiting looking for customers looking for workers franchisees we really need part-timers <laughs> just in the open-minded open-minded uh, yeah you just have to be someone malleable who wants to learn something and li can listen to instructions I do have a problem right now someone who doesn't listen to <laughs> and uh, you know be humble like I hope that people think that we're humble in, in our dealing because no one likes to deal with someone who thinks they know everything we don't know everything we're just a home baker right. we're just home bakers that's all that's all we're bringing to you something and we hope that you're taking our Home baked goods um, makes you feel like you're at home. Hmm. That gives you that nice, warm feeling. So. And as for adoption, um, Faith and I both happen to have good adoption stories, mm -hmm. and not everybody does. So we're very fortunate, and that is part of our personality, that we're pretty bright, energetic people because we've had such pretty good lives. So... Uh, Koreans tend to meet us and feel sorry for us. And it's like, yeah, there's there's that part of it. But the majority of our life right. has been good lives. Mm -hmm. We've been surrounded by wonderful people Could who have cared about us. Much differently. And, and didn't treat us like we're adopted. We were mm. part of the family. There's no my adopted child. Mm. This is my my mom was like, as soon as you came, she's like, no one was taking you away from me. Because someone thought that they gave her the wrong child. She's like, no one's taking you. You're mm. mine. Like, yeah. we have great <clears throat> stories. That's I guess good. before closing, I'd just like to offer an apology on behalf of the two Italians in Ulsan for all the <laughs> misfits in, in Connecticut that were bugging you growing up. You see, you, you mentioned oh! the thing. <laughs> we represent up... the other side of the Italians, and uh, that's You're not, Italian. we're not all like that. Oh, man. Both Life was so. hard in, when you were a kid. But I'm sorry kids, for that. But it doesn't matter what, what, Kids are mean anyways. Okay. Like, oh, sure. It just happened to be because I was Korean. But, you know, and anyways, usually I'm going to tell Nono to, to send a call out to Connecticut and straighten <laughs> those guys out because that's not how we roll. But, you know, they're, they're going to be like that for generations to yeah. come. Yeah. But, you know, in 10th grade, it stopped. 
some reason things i'm not they grew up really my racial issues started like around like middle high school italians my, too? no okay. no not italians. <laughs> we're italians in north dakota no not italians but just like kids in general you had midwestern white people yeah right? i i my community was all like eighty thousand italian people <laughs> And like our high school was massive, twenty four hundred kids. I bet you didn't have twenty four hundred kids in your high school. Uh, no, my graduating state. class <laughs> was twenty six people. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a ton of Italian people, and they were not nice. Yeah, they just were not nice. Bunch of dippity do. But thank you. I accept the apology <laughs> on behalf of me and the other half Asian in the school. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, we're gonna uh, we're gonna end it here, guys. Both. You've taken uh, uh, a heck of a journey to uh, come down here and share the story. We thank you very much for the treats, safe for the talks, safe travels north, back. No yeah. accidents. And, I hope not. Uh, we got that Mercedes. Yeah, they're going to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> and I look forward to seeing the shop. For sure. I we'll hope you up. can make it up there. We will. I'll be done this winter. Anyways, for everyone listening, thank you and goodbye.